I'm over here now. I was over there. Now I'm over here. Sure. I'll bring all my shoes and my, my glasses with me. So I have them. <laughs> Yeah, I'm with the OGs on the block to see the terror Eating pasta, primavera, feeding caca, be together People never know the wild shit we might say Grew up on Eddie Murphy, Jerky Boys, and Dice Play. I've been waking up nights, screaming Brooklyn Blast podcast Mama took my porn mags, jerkins, and a soft rags Easy when we talk about Mr. Ferrari Cause we go way back when we used to play Atari Sparked weed, taking shots like the Fratelli's RV Doing donuts in the parking lot at Arby's Car keys, now you can't leave, lock the door Please, Jimmy's on a mission. Time to start the intervention. Let's go. Episode 225, which is crazy to me, of the Brooklyn Blast Furnace podcast with my Delta Bravo brethren over here. All right. Do you want to go by Andrew Katz or AJ Katz? I go by Andy, actually, most of the time. Uh, you see that? All right. Andy, Andy yeah. Katz, um, Delta Bravo Urban Exploration Team. Ridiculous artist, hip hop head through and through, uh, mini documentarian. Yeah, um, yeah dude. Um, so now, before we were recording, we were chit chatting for a little bit, but um, I had we had just spoken, and I said that I had brought up the Delta Bravo Urban Exploration Team before in past episodes. Like those of you who are listening or watching and have been listening for a while or listen all the time, thank you. But there's several episodes where it was almost a focal point, like when I had Danny Boy on twice and Steve Mona was on, Nako was on a couple of times. So we've had, we've touched on it and what we kind of do and how it came about. But um, this will be very heavy into urban exploration and uh quote-unquote location scouting i guess you want to call it mm-hmm. um also i definitely want to talk to you about old school hip-hop and the documentary and your artwork as well so was that see that's like an intro now yeah no it's great and, and it's, <laughs> everything you're saying it's, to me it's all it's so overlaps like everything that you said it's like one thing fed into the other thing one thing fed into the other thing so the people that you know through Delta Bravo are people I know through Delta Bravo. Sure. Um, you know, when, when I get opportunities to talk about Delta Bravo, it's tough to kind of shut me up because I get excited about it. And Same we here, dude. Around, we were joking around before we started recording. Um, you know, my family uh, puts up with it. Um, but, but anytime we go anywhere, um, th- there's this sort of added bonus of like, all right, well, where are we going? We're going to DC. What happened there? Like what, what uh, what films happened there? What album covers were shot there? What historic event was shot there? So I just got into this habit, and I'm kind of getting ahead of myself here because it's fine. We have no direction, dude. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll cover it all eventually. Yeah, but I was thinking about you know how did this all happen? How did this all start for me? And I, I was, I think I've always been drawn to the history piece of where I travel to. And I think it started when I was a kid. Um, my parents had um, not Time Life magazine, but they had Time Life coffee table books that had these really amazing still pictures from movies and still pictures from uh, like scary, some some scary like 
uh, war events or um, sure. moments moments in time, and they were you know all Pulitzer Prize winning photographs. And I I was always I would just pour over those those pictures and wonder where it was and when it was and 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 what made it happen. And I I always thought like about the photographer and like how how they were in that right place at the right time or the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. <laughs> I remember distinctly there was a there was a picture um, series of of a man and his daughter on the beach and he was holding his baby daughter at the beach. And they they went to the same spot every year for 20 or 30 years and they put all the pictures in a row. And I thought, I want to do that. That's awesome. Yeah, I thought that when I was a kid, I was like, that that is awesome. So the last picture, he's old and she's. She's not young anymore. She's probably in her 50s standing next to him on the beach. And it was just it just struck a chord with me. And I thought, I I want to do something like that. And I just love the 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 capture of a photograph, capturing a moment in time, but also um, giving it a context and and the location mattered and the people in it mattered. And um, in 2004, um, I had. um, well, 2003, I had my first child. Um, my wife had our first child. And um, I, I was getting really nostalgic. My, my father passed away when I was 11 years old. And, oh, I should mention this. I belong on the Brooklyn Blast Furnace podcast because while I don't live in Brooklyn, my dad was born and raised in Brooklyn. Oh, you so, see? So I have... I have a reason. I have like I have. Roots. You don't need to be from Brooklyn to be on here, but I know. But I there's a little connection. That. It's good. It's <laughs> extra, right? So, um, Linden Boulevard. I wore the Linden Boulevard hat. I have, and, and of course, I look at Linden Boulevard. I used to live in Howard Beach, which is right. I mean, it's a really literally a couple of blocks where I live, right to Linden Boulevard. But whenever I see Linda Boulevard, what do I think of? I think Tribe Called Quest. Well, that's what this hat's for. Of course, I know. But, but when I when I was a kid and I heard them talking about Linden Boulevard, and I live in Maryland, I thought that's where my dad lived. You know, yeah. and, and it was. I have to tell you, New York and Brooklyn uh, were fictional places to me growing up. I, I hadn't really been there. Traveling wasn't as, as as widespread as it is now. There was no internet, so you hear about New York and you hear about Brooklyn, and it was it was like mythology. My dad told me stories of the Brooklyn Dodgers when I was a kid. I I grew up loving the Brooklyn Dodgers and reading as much as I could about a team that I would never see play. They had been here, sure. Yeah, and so Jackie Robinson and Pee Wee Reese and Carl Farillo and these were these were my my mytho- mythological gods. Sure. I would hear about them and read about them. And, you know, my dad passed away when I was 11. So it was in the middle of all of this mythology that I just got hooked on this, this faraway place, Brooklyn and New York City. And I, I remember it was a goal of mine to uh, walk across the Brooklyn Bridge someday. And I, I've I've done it several times now, but um, it wasn't until, you know, I was probably 18 that I whatever got there. So in 2004, my wife had our first child and I got really nostalgic about my dad. And I went to our photo albums and there were these beautiful black and white photos of my grandparents and my father and my, and one of them was uh, uh, my grandmother and my grandfather. And it said our home. And then right under it in white pencil on a black background, it said uh, 362 Linden Boulevard. 
And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going there. Of course I have before, to go there. This was before um, phones, 2004. Uh, we probably had phones, but they weren't smartphones. Yeah, they weren't smartphones at all. And um, I remember I got a AAA triptych. Do you remember those things? A AAA triptych. They would give you like the route and it was like a flip book. Every time you went to a new part of the street. Okay, yes, yes, yes. They would make a customized like spiral notebook for you and you would flip the page. Right. So I, I, I went solo and I drove, I didn't know where I was going. Um, and I made it to uh, 362 Linden Boulevard and pulled up in front of this house or this building. It was an apartment building. Uh, it's right on the, ma- the main road. Yeah. And I realized that every picture I had seen of my father when he was a kid up until he went to college in Brooklyn, he went to Brooklyn College. There you too. go. Uh, I went to Erasmus High School, went to Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn College. Every single picture I ever saw of him was in like a two block radius. Like he didn't wow. go anywhere. He didn't. Yeah. He he was a mama's boy. He was an only child. He lived in Brooklyn at a time where I mean, he was he was not like streetwise. He was kind of a nerdy guy. He yeah. ended up being a doctor and just an amazing person. But he was very sheltered by his his nuclear family. And. Um, I didn't realize that until I got there and I realized everything that I had ever seen was right, right there, right there. Yeah. So I started, I took, I had a video camera with me, like a handy cam. And I met the, the super and the super of the building was like, Hey man, what are you doing here? Uh-huh. And I, instead of kind of getting, I was like, Hey, like I look at these pictures, you know, I, I, I went up to this guy and he got into it. Yeah. credit, But I hit record on my camera without putting it in his face. I just recorded the audio and he started kind of taking me around the building and I told him why I was there. It was magical for me. It was just, That's, it was, yeah, it was magical. So um, I, I, uh, I turned that into this little tiny uh, iMovie. iMovie was like a new program and I, yeah. I got back and I, I put the pictures in and one picture faded uh, into uh, the new picture. And I didn't know what to call this. I, I just thought this was the coolest thing. And I thought back to the Time Life books. And then flash forward to 2013, I'm at um, MCA Day in uh, Brooklyn for uh, to celebrate Adam Yauch's uh, life. And I got really heavily involved in that. But the first two of those, um, we did ended up doing five. Um, Are you going to be at the one on April on August 7th? Uh, maybe. I Maybe. I, I'm going to try. Try. I'll be there. Try. Oh, cool. There's a bunch. There's a bunch of us going. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm. Gonna, I'm going to try. It's. I'm. I'm working on this week, so we'll. We'll see. Or next week, so I'll. We'll see. But um, there I met what I. I met Danny Boy, and um, I was just, you know, fanning out like everybody else that was there. I was like, this is really cool. DJ Hurricane is there, and I. I was yeah. part of the art show. We put up a whole bunch of art, and uh. Um, it was cool because because Danny um, signed the uh, skateboard that's behind me on the wall, the uh, Adam Yock skateboard that I made. Yeah. And that was that became this kind of way for me to introduce myself to people. So um, he was very accessible that day anyway. But um, it was kind of like he had a little crew with him. Um, Rob Brady was there. Uh, yeah. I think Steve Mona was there. Yeah, um, most likely. Dave, probably a big Dave. All there. And they were doing this thing. They were like, oh, we're going to go over and we're going to find, you know, we're going to go to Yauk's, uh high school and we're going to go 
we're going to go try to find where they did hold it now hit it in this in the city and i, I was that like was with ricky powell yeah 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 and ricky powell came to, to one of them too maybe yeah. more than one of them yeah. um but i was kind of like living vicariously through their conversations i was eavesdropping and i was like what are you guys talking about and then um Danny, I'm not exactly sure, but I started hearing about Delta Bravo, and I was like, "Oh." Which, if people don't realize, if people don't realize at this point, Danny Boy created it with a couple, with a help, with a couple other people's, you know, minds getting put together. But Delta DB Danny Boy Delta Bravo, in case no one has ever put that together, right? Yeah, right. And I've, I mean, I've certainly explained it a lot because mm-hmm. I, I was really excited by the idea that there was kind of a um an expectation of how you put your your location out there you should yes. include an address you should put the logo in the picture yes and as, a, as a person who makes art i love that kind of almost like that official stamp um, yes. and i i love what you do because you have your own way of doing it you have that really nice frame around everything i always put a border for some yeah. reason i don't know why i'm i'm it looks good i'm like very um maybe anal retentive in a certain way. Like everything has to be straight. Like everything needs to be like even and straight. So for some reason, when I put that definite border around it, it kind of locks it in for me for some weird reason. I don't know why it works. It formalizes it in a way. And it's, it's your style now. Like I, I wouldn't do it, you know, I wouldn't, I, I, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't do it because I wouldn't want to take away from what you've done. And at the same time, when it all first started, I feel like there, there, there wasn't an expectation. Some people were actually a little bit, um, uh, they were, they were holding their, their locations close to their vest. They weren't sharing them. And I think Danny was like, Hey, like let people know where this is. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, put the logo on there and, and, and share it. And I loved that because the first, you know, dozen I did, a couple of them, I think, were places somebody else had already been. So I was always like, so-and-so has already done this. That doesn't matter. Place. It doesn't matter. I agree. I totally not for agree. us, man. Yeah. Not only does it not matter, it, I, I feel like when I'm putting the address on there, I want other people to go there and see. 100%. And, and the best, the best the best feeling is when you find a place no one has before yes. or, or you work really hard to find a spot that uh, has very little information about it. Or, I mean, I, there's been a few where I'm just, I'm excited. Like I'm by myself and I'm like, Holy shit. Like I found this, like, yes. this is amazing. I, and it happened. Uh, um, so again, like I'll get ahead of myself, but uh, Tom Jacobs, um, Butchie, he, uh, he threw down the gauntlet, like probably like this time last year. And he's like, um, this all city thing. And I was uh, like, all oh, city. I'm all about it. Like I, I must be all city. And I start looking and I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't have Staten Island. Uh, <laughs> I've, yeah. I've driven through Staten Island a million times and I right. just stopped and I never took the pictures or I wasn't doing Delta Bravo when I stopped all of that. Right. And I'm sure that's true of a lot of people. It, so is. I was like, you know, it was in the middle of quarantine. It was in the middle of COVID. And I'm like, all right, my first yeah. item. You hit a bunch of awesome Wu-Tang spots. Yeah. I was looking at them. I was like, yeah, like I was like, 
this yep. fucker. Like, I wish I would have got them. Yeah. And, and, and they're awesome. <laughs> so if, if people don't understand, because a lot of people that listen, like, listen because of the bands and the music and whatever it might be. So now, I think I've said, I, I don't know, was I talking to Danny Boy during one of them? What a lot of us do is there's, there's groups on, there's a group on Facebook, there's a page on Facebook, and there's the Instagram page that I run, and it's at Delta Bravo Urbex team. So now, Danny Boy makes, and a lot of people, I, I have made them, but there's a specific way you have to make them. Um, there's rules to this shit to a, to a certain degree. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a whole bunch of different stickers, and he makes shirts, and there's hats, and but they're all super limited runs. But and we trade them all. Like a lot of like, like you'll buy a sticker pack or like you'll just ask someone on the group, like I'm looking for this, looking for that, and we'll trade. Like, like I'm like, like I'm like 10 years old, yeah, trading through snail mail. Like, I can't wait to get my, I don't yeah. know, my my Delta Bravo Philly stickers, and he'll yeah. let me know when he got the Brooklyn ones or whatever. But it's really cool. And I have a huge shadow box of almost all of the stickers that I know of that were made. Yeah. Um, so when you mention all city, now this is why I'm talking about this because now the all city one, Thomas Jacobs, also known as Butchie Pants Down, mm-hmm. he's on Instagram at at, my, at Mighty Rerun is his yes. Instagram handle. Um, those stickers are not tradable. Like I have them because I've gone and hit all five boroughs. Exactly. Those are earned. Yeah. Those don't get traded. Those are earned. You need to go to Brooklyn, Manhattan, Queens, Staten Island, and the Bronx. There you go. And you know what's awesome? It's a taxi cab flip. It's yellow and black like a taxi cab checkers. Yeah. All city, New York. It's great. (laughs) So. Oh, man. Like you're saying, I was, I couldn't wait to get the the envelope in the mailbox. I was like, I, I did it. Like I was I, the same way. I was yeah. like, yo, how do I not have the Bronx? Yeah, yeah. So I made like the next chance that I had a chance. I went to the fucking Bronx yep. the second I had a chance and went and I hit, I don't know what it was. I hit something. I don't even remember at this point. Maybe the son of Sam. I, I don't know, something like that. But yeah, so the old city ones are earned. They're not just given. Oh man, I took that so seriously. And uh and and when I went to, I had a I had a blast. It was I I went up to Staten Island. It was in the middle of everything with all of the um, staying inside. And I um, it was one of my first trips um, out of the state. I think I even checked with you. I'm like, you know, how is it up there? And you're like, ah, oh, it's you know, it's no big deal. You're all right. Yes. And um, I, I I was I was on foot uh, for a little while, and then I got back in the car and I went home. I, I wasn't yeah. gone all that long. I, I live about three hours away from New York. And a little, little closer to Staten Island, but I, I hit the Wu Tang ones. I hit. I saw you went there recently. I think right, and you did some Chi Modu uh, shots yes. on uh, Tar Tarji Street. On Tarji Street, yes. And, uh, and I, 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 you know, I'm sure you know what this is like. Uh, you realize you were somewhere. You get some pictures, and you leave some on, uh, and you forget. You're like, oh, I missed. I missed that angle and I missed that, that shot. That's so many times. Dude. Yeah. So, um, so many times. Yeah. Like you got the one with him on the bike on the street and I got the one with him on the bike. Uh, on the sidewalk. 
on the sidewalk. But there's yeah, a great one where he's up against the glass. Right. And there's one where he's where he's across the street. All of that is literally right on right. one side of the street and in that street right there. Yeah. Yeah. And up the, the, the one of Method Man on the bicycle that you did is on if I would the way he's looking at you, he's on the left side of the street. Yep. The one I did with him in the middle of the street was the same way. And right on the right, there's a deli, and it's still there. It's just that the outside is completely different. And it's Method Man sitting on a chair just right outside, chilling yeah. in the back. And they just all, they were all there. I mean, it was right, like, just right there. there. Yeah, um, man. The one that I, I couldn't believe, I, I got lucky, really. I mean, I was looking and I was doing research. But the one of that broken down, the little house, the the the, the structure that's kind of in like it's in the woods almost. Yes. I, I couldn't believe it was still there. And um and it was it was there was a no trespassing, which I'm 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 not really like a bench jumper or I, Me I, I, try, I try not to uh get but sometimes you gotta get the shot, man. <laughs> well, this was the beauty of it. The fence was knocked over. So you can oh. just walk right up to it. And it it was nobody around. It's right on the water. It's it's right next to the, the river there. And you're in the background, you can see Manhattan. So yeah. it's this, it's this, it's a really cool little spot. And then if you turn around, it, it's the building where they live. So there's right. this um there's a picture of uh Jizza who's he's like like breaking something or he's um um they're playing with uh they're playing with like I don't know, rocks or something right. from the parking lot there. But it's the, there are these really historic pictures now. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of like the, the run DMC stuff, just being yeah. able to, I'm paying tribute to the photographers more than anything. Cause they, right. they were there at the right time. Like they of were doing this investigation of, okay, who are these guys that are coming up? They're doing something special uh, going into their neighborhoods. I think that's so cool. And as 100%. opposed to having them come into the studio for, for a session, because yeah, man. you have all of the, you see the buildings change and they get, um, they get updated or they get knocked down completely. And it's, it's, I love it when nothing's changed and you can just, you're like, wow, this is crazy how similar it is. Whether oh, it's yeah. oh dude, there. there's so many places that, yeah. I mean, there's so many places that are completely different and it's hard See, let me try to paint the picture for people that don't know also. See, I, I, I'm doing this, yes, obviously to speak with you, but I also want to try to spark something in other people that might not be hip to this. Yeah. But because years ago, I'll get into it in a little bit, how my location thing started way before Delta Bravo even existed. But what we do is... For instance, like one of my first Delta Bravo hits was a scene from Goodfellas mm -hmm. where De Niro is telling Cameron, like, no, 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 go down there a little bit, go down. She's like, no, Jimmy, I got to go. My mother's home watching the kids because she was going to get killed. So that is on like Smith and Ninth Street. So what I did, I mean, you know this, Andy, but you go there, you get a screenshot or you go into Google or whatever of the image that you're trying to find where it was filmed. You go, you don't cheat. You don't go onto Google maps and take screenshots. You don't do that. It's, it's, it doesn't cost a lot. You, everyone has a phone. So you get in your car, you jump on the train or things happen probably right around the block from where you're sitting that you have no idea even right. happened. Right. And that's, that's a big case for even around here for me as well. So you go there and you, 
look at the picture and you look at the background or whatever, and you try to stand where the photographer was or the filmmaker or whatever, when that scene was shot, you take your own picture. Now you use, I use Photoshop. You take the screenshot and you put it over. We call it mashing. We mash it together and we try to line up the background and everything exactly how it is. So it's basically a before and after mash into one picture, mm-hmm. which it sounds really complicated, but it's really not. But sometimes it's not easy to line things up. Things get in the way. Like the worst is when you go to a spot that you're dying to get to and there's scaffolding wrapped around yeah, the hill. I agree. That's the worst. The worst. The truck is parked there. Yeah. Or there's a truck. Or there's always like, it's completely empty. And then you'll have, it sounds terrible, but then you'll have like this old man taking like, 10 minutes to walk 10 feet. And it's like, come on, man, get out of the way. (laughs) It's so bad, but it's the truth, man. Seasons also like things were filmed, you know, was shot in the winter time and there's nothing on the trees. Like that happened to me the other day. It was a picture, 1987, Will Smith and Daddio from Stexasonic. The, the photo was taken by Ricky Powell outside of the old Def Jam Studios down in the village. Elizabeth Street. Yes. That was taken. I mean, they're wearing coats, so it had to have been fall or winter. And there's really nothing on the trees. You see the buildings all the way down the block, all the way at the end. Mine, there's trees everywhere. So I even wrote, like, I need a do-over because yeah. the trees are messing up my mesh. And it just doesn't look the way it should to me. Even though it's the exact spot. It just doesn't look the same. Oh, yeah. I went, I was in Brooklyn, uh, I, I, I guess about a month ago, and I, um, I had done some research on, on a Barbara Streisand's childhood home. Okay. And, uh, and I, I, was, I found it. I, I found the building. I found, and it's still there. And I got there, and where the photographer was standing in 1950-whatever, there's a building there now. So I couldn't. I couldn't move to the right spot and and I still posted it. And I still, I did a side by side and I, but I'm still mad. I'm like, yes, me too. I get the same way. I want to be in the right spot. I was, I was feet away from the right spot. And I, um, yeah, it, it, it's beautiful when it matches up. And like, one of the things that I try to do is I try to, I'll do a, I'll do the overlay, but I'll, I'll leave enough of the original photo that, you can really see you blur it in, you fade yeah. it in. Like you have like do you use layers? You use layers, no? Yeah, yeah. I use Procreate instead of Photoshop because I can right. do it on my iPad. Gotcha. I can do it very, very quickly now. And um Yeah, your masters are ridiculous. I look and like like you you I say I guess you use iPhoto, I mean iMovie or whatever it was, but when when you take the picture and you post it and you actually watch it fade in and out. Is oh, ridiculous. Yeah. Like I would love to learn. I don't even know how to do that, but that's well, your thing and that's fine. Well, I, I, I originally did that in that iMovie in 2004 of my, my family's um, house in Brooklyn, but I have to, I can't take credit for the, um, the run DMC documentary. That was, uh, that was an accident, by the way, I should explain if you've seen yes. or heard of the in, in search of run DMC mini documentary, just go to YouTube and yeah. all you got to type in is in search of run DMC. Yep. It's the first thing that pops up. Now, 
don't get me wrong, I'm extremely proud of that uh, that project, but I am not the brains behind the operation. I I merely uh, went to a Run DMC um, uh, a Facebook group and I challenged myself and others. I'm like, I'm going to Hollis. And this was two years ago, actually two years ago yesterday. I said, I'm going to Hollis and I'm going to find uh, Glenn Friedman and Jeanette Beckman's photographs from when uh, Run DMC emerged uh, in, the, in the mid 80s. Yeah. And um, a friend of mine, Nick Light, who is uh, part of the Beastie Boys family and, and part of the MCA Day crew, he um, he is a an editor. Uh, he does he does video editing uh, at, a, at a really high level. And he's like, hey, man, can I meet you there? And I was like, I would love companies. Yeah, man. Sure. Oh, yeah. He goes, just give me a day or two notice and I'll be there. And he didn't really say much else. So I get there. I get to Hollis, Queens. And um, he's like he on the way he picked up his cameraman friend and they met me in front of the Jam Master J mural. Um, not a lot of words, but just just going out and doing it. Not, not, yeah, not, not, but, no, yeah but, it's great. But here's the other thing. He's like. He's like he flew from Vancouver, Canada, to meet me on the corner in Hollis for the day. When we really? were done, he flew back to Vancouver the same day. So Holy this, shit. I thought I was dedicated. So he he kind of said, "I'm gonna I'll be there if you tell me when to be there." He showed up with a cameraman, and little did I know that I was going to be on film, just doing Delta Bravo stuff. So the whole day, I. I, I ran around. I did Tribe Called Quest that day. I did LL Cool J. Um, so I went down to St. Albans and I, I I did all that. But when we did the Run DMC stuff, they were following me all around. I think we were there for like six or seven hours. They distilled it down to 17 minutes. And it's the coolest thing that I've ever been a it's part of. It's cool, man. <laughs> so I I just, all I wanted to do was, was pay tribute to Run DMC and, and really, I guess, show people how Delta Bravo works because right. I got Danny's blessing. I said, you know, can we use the logo at the beginning and the quote? And, um, you know, we, Danny's think, cool as shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, he's just he, like, he loves it. Right. And, and it's, and it's, um, it's been really, it's been really rewarding because, um, you know, he's, he'll help promote things and he'll, he'll let people know he'll like sure. things. He'll point things out. So it's, it's just the whole the community is what I love. And yeah. I, I, I love that um, we kind of push each other in like a really healthy, competitive way to, yeah. to go out and find cool stuff to share. Dude, I'll, I'll like go on my phone and they'll just be like, there's no words, no nothing. It'll just be like Joe Schellinger, Mr. Ch was it Mr. Chops 34? Yep. On Instagram. Yeah. Great dude. He's Salt coming in. Yeah. He's going to be here for the MCA thing on the seventh as well. But, um, he'll just like send me a photo with no words. And I just know, basically I look at that as him, like leaving a sticky note, like on my desk, like go take care of this. You know what right. I mean? Like he'll throw an assignment at me. I'm like, all right, I might not get to it right. Now. I'm not going to run out and go get it, but if I'm in the, I'll get it. You know, like he, he did that not that long ago. It was the road warriors, Hawk and animal. Nice. Right. And they're standing in the middle. I knew it was somewhere midtown Manhattan and they're standing. It's like from like 1984 or something like that. And they're standing in the middle of the street, not all their gear and stuff, just face makeup and they had their arms up or whatever. I'm like, that's a cool picture. I grew up watching all of that stuff when I was a kid. So there's one day 
I'm leaving work. I work on 45th and Vanderbilt right down the block from Grand Central Station and two blocks from the Empire State Building. So I get my hand cut in Hell's Kitchen on 47th and 9th or 46th and 9th. So I'm walking one day and I look, I just happen to like look up to my left and I'm like, that building looks really familiar. And I go on my phone and I look, I'm like, no shit. And I'm standing in the middle of the street and there's cars. And I'm like, I wait for the light real quick. And I'm standing and I just start taking pictures. So I couldn't, I had to take a bunch cause I was like, I'm in the middle of like Times Square. Right. right. So, and then I went, I got my hand cut. I came back, I put them on my computer. I'm like fucking sick. I said, he's like, Oh man, you got it. I'm like, yeah, I was going to get my hand cut. And I just stumbled upon. I was like, that building looks weird because it's an old building amongst all the nonsense that's in Times Square now, all the neon and the new buildings. Yeah. Everything, everything's made of glass and everything. But there's that one building. I'm not sure what building it is, but there's a big clock on it. And it's old. I'm like, sticks out. And that's oh, sure that's as cool. shit what it was. Yeah, you did it for me, too, because uh, I, I think it was in the middle of uh, the lockdown. Um, you said you were still going to work in the city and I, I, I threw out that Herbie Hancock picture and that's had- right, dude, that's, that's a block and a half from my job. Yeah. <laughs> that's like Madison and like right off of 42nd street in Madison or something like that. Right. It's like right there. Yep. That's it, right. It's like, it's like a block and a half from my job. Yeah, like, and I, I ended up doing it eventually, but I, I, I saw, I, I love saw. that. I love that. Um, you know, you can give someone an assignment. Um, you know, and, and when I, I've been lucky enough that I've, um, I've been able to travel if my, if, um, if I go to a conference in a city, like I, I had a conference in Dallas. So I hit all of the awesome. uh, Dealey Plaza and, and, um, and, uh, man, so, some of the weirdest and, and creepiest places. One of the creepiest places I've ever been was, um, was Neely street where you, you can go and see where Lee Harvey Oswald took the pictures of himself with the rifle and the, the Russian, uh, and, I couldn't wait to get out of there. And there's people that go in the yard and pose. I'm like, nah, like right. I, I, it was creepy. And, yeah. and so I was, I was, uh, but I, but I'm, I'm a, I'm a history buff. I love, um, I'm actually, a, I, I read everything there is to read about the Kennedy assassination. Right. So yeah. I, I did my own, I was a Pruder film. I stood on the same block and I, I, I have that's like awesome a, though, man. Yeah. That's, that's oh, kind man. of fucking cool. It's it's great, right? Yeah. So, I think I think Mona, I think shout out to Steve Mona is yeah. one of my favorite people. Um NK Slider on Instagram. But um there was there was like a discussion on the Facebook group and something about I don't know if it's somebody who isn't in the group anymore. I don't even know who it was, but it was like this kind of thing that was being said back and forth about, oh, like that was done again. That was done already or whatever. Yeah. But so, but Steve just put it so simply and such right. like common sense. He's like, it's not about how many times it's done. Like for instance, the cover of the Led Zeppelin record, mm-hmm. physical graffiti. Is it, which record is that? Is it physical it is. graffiti? Yep. Yeah. That's like, that's been done a million times. Right. I did it after I seen it done a million times, but it's not about necessarily the spot. It's also about your personal experience and the feeling that you get like, holy shit. Like, because let me tell you in the early nineties and the mid nineties, I used to run around the city down there, like a maniac all the time, like a knucklehead teenager did. I had no idea that that was the building. Right. I got like my second and third and fourth and fifth tattoos 
at Fun City Tattoos, which is right next door on the first level of that building. I had no idea that that was a Led Zeppelin building. None. It's also, it's also where they filmed Waiting on a Friend for Rolling Stone. Yes, Stones, Rolling which Stones. Is, which is crazy. Like, they picked the same exact building with the same exact stairs. And yeah. you, I, I did that. I did it, too. And I, yeah. I couldn't wait to do it. Having seen someone else do it, I was like, I can't wait to get there. I yeah, who cares? I don't care. Like, I, I want to do that. Like, it's yeah. right in my backyard, basically. I, I really remember Steve Mona saying that on your podcast. I, yeah. I, I really loved that interview. Um, I'm not nearly as cool as Steve Mona. He has like he has like the keys to the city. Dude. But, um, <laughs> but I I I I, I, I gotta say, I gotta say something. I'm gonna confess, okay? There are a couple of, of things that I hit that I had no idea where they were. Uh-huh. For instance, if, if people need to, because if, if, if you can't think in your head of what we're talking about, about mashing things together, whatever, please go on Facebook to the Delta Bravo Urban Exploration group page or the Instagram at Delta Bravo Urbex team to understand what I'm talking about. Because mm-hmm. it's so much easier as a visual to know what I'm talking about. I recently did, it happened to have been on the anniversary of the first House of Pain record. Right. And it was the Shamrocks and Shenanigans Boom Shock Lock Boom video. And I took a screenshot and it's Lethal and Everlast and Danny. And they're just walking down the street. I'm like, it looks like Manhattan. Where? Don't know. The jump around video I did one shot there by a church not far from my job, a different video, different part of the city. All right, fine. I'm looking around. I'm zooming in on this on my computer. I can't make out the street signs, nothing. And now this is 1992. So we're talking a long time ago and Manhattan has changed a lot. So I send Danny the picture. I'm like, Dan, where was this? He goes, no idea. Manhattan. I'm like, this is like the height of House of Pain. This is like your second video. You have no idea. I'm like, all right, fair enough. So the wealth of information, photographic memory, ridiculous is Steve Mona. Mm -hmm. So I send it to Steve. Steve, Manhattan? Yeah, I got to look on my computer, though. I guess he was on his phone. Okay. Two minutes later, two minutes, never mind. Don't even have to look. 13th and Hudson. He's like, and even, I'm not even sure how I know that. So I fucking Google map 13th and Hudson, street view, yeah. sure as shit. That's the goddamn corner. Like, dude, but there's a couple that I that was still, the jury is out. And, okay. I, and I can't wait. To finally nail this one particular one. I'll tell you what it is. You know the dream sequence in The Exorcist? Mm-hmm. The, 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 the priest is sleeping and he sees his mother come out of the subway. And then she turns back around and then she walks back down the stairs. Yeah. That subway, the jury is out. Okay. Because. the but it's New York? It's definitely New York. Okay. We think it might be across from the Brooklyn Bridge entrance, 
Okay. It could be somewhere on 8th Avenue in Manhattan. Amazing. We're not 100%. And it's, it's amazing. I love it's that. It's driving me nuts because that picture has been in my Delta Bravo folder in my phone for like four years. Yeah, I, I have a few what I call white whales. And uh-huh. I, there's one I don't think I'm going to find. Um, and it's it's my fa- one of my favorite scenes, if not my favorite scene, from The Wire. I don't know if you are a Wire fan, if you ever watched it's, The Wire. It's probably in Philly. No, no, Baltimore. Okay, okay. All of it's in Baltimore. And right. I, 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 I'm I, pretty sure I have the record for um, spots hit from The Wire. The Wire. That's, that's my city. I live near, I live near Baltimore. So um, watching that show, it was personal because it's, it's takes place in the city where I, that I call home. And, right. um, and there's, you know, what, six seasons, five seasons, I think it's five, five seasons. And, um, I, I just, I, every time I would find a spot, I would drop a little pin and, and I would write it down and I'd say, I'm going to go there. There's this incredible scene with, um, Omar played by Michael K. Williams and, um, Bunk Moreland, who's played by Wendell Pierce, and they're sitting on this bench, and uh, it's just a really intense discussion, and it's it's really moving. And I don't know where it is, and I have a feeling that the building, uh, if not the bench, the bench is probably gone, but the right. building I think might be gone too. Um, but it's like uh, a old building, it's probably near Patterson Park or something yeah. like that. But I, I would love to find that spot. And, of course. Um, the other, the, the, the good one was I found the other white whale. I had two when I went on that Run DMC trip, and I, I talk about it in the little doc. Um, and I found, I found the uh, Walk This Way um, uh, record sleeve uh, photo that Glenn Friedman took. It's this nondescript wall in Hollis, and it, it, they've spray painted Hollis Town, and it's okay. it's Run DMC, like they're about to kind of come into the street, and it's a cobblestone street, and I, um, it's not cobblestone anymore, but I, I got I got Glenn to, to say he's like I think it's near a bridge, it's right near an overpass, and there's not that many railroad overpass bridges in Hollis, so it was one of two or three places, and I found it, but the coolest one was. They're, it's probably my favorite Run DMC photograph. They're sitting up against a like a pull down garage door in front of a shop or a store. Yeah, it's just, it's just a garage door, and there's some yeah. TV on it. And I'm like, how in the world am I going to know where this is? So I asked Glenn. I actually went to the source. I'm like, Glenn, where is this picture? And he's like, I have no idea. He's like, <laughs> he's like, it's it's too complicated. I don't even I don't even know where to tell you to go. Right. And I was like, ah, like I, I went to Hollis thinking I'm not going to know where this is. Right. A couple of days. Uh, well, actually, a couple of days before I, I left on my trip, I was I was doing the Google Maps thing to just m- make sure I knew where I was going. Sure. And I there was a second picture from that same photo shoot where they had moved forward and they were sitting on the curb in front of the same building. So they had moved maybe like 10 feet forward and they were still right. sitting on the ground, but on the curb. And you could see some detail on the building. And there were these little Gothic arches uh, talk about it in the dock. And I, I was like, that's it. Like I couldn't. Yeah. Believe it. So I, I did, I did the mash and I, 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 I couldn't believe it. I was thrilled. And then I saw Glenn at a book signing at, um, uh, in New York, he, he was signing his book together forever with, uh, DMC and Chuck D yeah. and actually run showed up too. Um, and when I went up to get my book signed, um, 
they they sort of knew Chuck knows who I am and and uh and DMC remembered me from from other things too. Mm-hmm. But Glenn was like, hey man, you gotta tell me that address. I have a book talk in a couple of days. And, oh and, shit, that's and, awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was it was total validation. It was like yeah, that's oh, good. Man. Shit. Like I know, but he doesn't, that's crazy. And yeah. Jeanette, Jeanette Beckman also, she reached out, she reached out to uh, the whole group. She's like, does anybody know where? what the address is for this one shot and nobody knew. And I, I was able to tell her it was crazy. And these are That's cool shit, moments. man. Yeah. It's, it yeah. really, it feels very good. Cause it, it's a, I, I go in really prepared. That's the yeah. only trick really is to just, all right, you know, all of the pictures you want, you, you know, you'll do some research. You're like, Oh, I'm going to go to Brooklyn and I, I love hip hop. So I will, I'll just, I'll say, I don't know. I'll say, um, I'll say Jay-Z in Brooklyn or, um, or I don't know, pick, pick anybody in yeah. Brooklyn. And then, you know, these pictures come up and if they're studio pictures, I just kind of push them aside sure. if on the street. I'm like, all right, what's recognizable. Yeah, and man. I, I just get so into it. It makes travel I do too. fun. Yeah, hundred percent. Whenever, dude, whenever I'm watching something, I'll throw a movie on where they film that. Like, I recently watched the, the, the 1996 HBO movie Gotti with Armand Vasante. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, where was that? And then I go to Google, the whole thing was filmed in Canada. I'm like, oh, really? That's the worst. I'm like, that sucks. I'm like, how does that really look like Little Italy? But yeah. I guess there's a couple of blocks wherever in yeah. Vancouver. I'm like, that sucks. Like, I would have been down there in a heartbeat. A couple of years ago, we, my wife and I went to uh, London. And I had never, never been to England at all. And a friend of mine had gone about a month before us. And he said, if you go to London, take the train and go to Liverpool too. Even if you're just a casual Beatles fan, it's just a really cool trip. So we did it. And I loaded up before I went with just London, everything. So I did, I don't know, I probably did, we were there for four or five days and I probably did 50 or 60 different different spots like alfred yeah. hitchcock and led zeppelin one of my favorite ones is led zeppelin on a it's called windmill street and it, it was one of those where i i've never been there so i don't know where i'm going and i didn't know windmill street and i i, I looked all over the city and i finally found them they're standing they're, they're leaning against an old jaguar and they're yeah they're in front of like an old recording studio and uh sure enough it's it looks almost exactly the same now but That's when great. i went to liverpool i couldn't believe not only the Beatles stuff, but Bob Dylan, there was this beautiful old building. I think it's a, it was a, like a tea import building. And now it's a historic building. So they're not going to tear it down, but it's this enormous brick structure and there's nothing in it. I thought there's no way it's going to be there. And sure enough, it's there. And I, I had to like lay down in a puddle to get the angle. The photographer was yeah, looking at. Yeah, it, man. I mean, I'm like, I'm so far from home and I'm like, what am I doing? My wife's like, what are we doing here? You know, like we had a. I'm enjoying myself is what I'm doing. (laughs) That's right. It's right. Damn right. uh, Her her quote is always like, she's like, it's fine for the first (laughs) twenty, but after that, and I'm like, no, like we're here. We got. We're here. We got to do this. We might as well do this. Of course, we're like right in the vicinity. When else are we gonna do it? We got to do it. We were just. We were the same way. It's bad. (laughs) We were just in Miami. And uh, we were dry, We were going to go to the Keys. We were bro, hold! I gotta stop you, bro. You listen. It sounds almost hacky that at this point, because of 
how much it's been oversaturated. But Scarface, dude, yeah. I grew up watching that movie. Yeah. It's still one of my favorite movies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the, the pictures that you did, I was blown away. Yes, the ones on the drive right there on the street, crazy. But yeah. then when you went into the fucking Carlisle Hotel, which is now a two-story CVS, and you got the, yo, it's crazy. When you got the angle, and there's like vitamins and surfboards yeah. and shit, yeah. but you mashed where fucking Marta is yeah. on the bed yeah. Yeah. When that whole thing happens where the chainsaw thing, I'm like, yo, that's so crazy. Bro. Well, the, the funny part was we flew down to Miami we, and we are, we were going to drive. To, Those are some of my favorites that, that have been done, by the way. Oh, that's cool. Well, Period. I, I, yeah. I, I, I was talking about geeking out. My, my family knew they're just like, all right, we'll give you 15 minutes, you know? So we, my, my bag actually didn't make it on the plane. So we, we were supposed to drive to the keys as soon as we got to Miami. So instead we're like, let's, we had to kill like six hours because my bag wasn't going to show up. So we, I said, let's, let's go to South beach now. Cause we were going to do it later in the week on the way back. And so, I mean, I, I knew that it was going to be somewhat of a layup because where, where Manolo is sitting in the car flirting with the girl on the street, it's right there. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's right. It's you know, literally right across the street. All yeah. of that shit happens right there. Where he, killed, right where he shoots him in the head, everything is right there on the street. It's bananas, yeah. And unfortunately, the big problem for me wasn't that it was a CVS because they the integrity of the building looks pretty much the same. They yes. even kept the, the, like the round porthole windows in the, in the facade. I mean, it's updated for sure. Sure. Um, but there, there were the, the building next door, the, I think it's the Beacon Hotel. They have all this outdoor seating with huge umbrellas, which is right where the guy gets shot Yes, in, in front. So I couldn't get the angle I wanted. And eventually I just was like, I'm just going to take the pictures with the, the umbrellas and I'll, I'll overlay the, yeah. the picture anyway. And that's what I did. But it wasn't until we went to the Keys and we came back. And my wife and daughter were like, oh, well, when when we went uh, in to get um, water, they had to get like salt pills or something while I was doing all this Delta Bravo stuff. It, it didn't occur to me to go in. Go inside. So a week later, they're like, oh, and we, we didn't find what we needed until we went to the second floor. And it was like a, it was like a movie. I was like, second floor. <laughs> yes. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah, I would have been the same way. Like, yeah, we got to go back. It's exactly what we did. So we yeah, went right. back. We went back and I went up there and I'm, I looked like an idiot because I'm taking pictures of like boogie boards and vitamins. Yeah. And I'm like, this is, this is the spot, that door right there. What? This is crazy. Yeah, that emergency exit door used to be the door where... Yeah, we got my friend Angel Fernandez killed. Where Angel walks in, and that <laughs> door over there was the bedroom, and he, like, yo, man. Yeah, it was, and and the funny part, the, the next morning, they they were all done there. Like, forget, like we were staying in Miami, and I was like, well, I'm gonna go. I really want to go up to Fontainebleau, um, because that's where they shot the opening to Goldfinger, which is one of my favorites. It's my favorite James Bond movie, and then. Um, and I was pretty sure a lot of that was in the studio, 
but they definitely did a flyover and there's a couple of scenes out by the pool. Oh, but you did I, the fucking scar face where he's flirting yeah, with the girl and he sticks yeah. his tongue out. That whole thing, I'm like, yo, he's hitting the classic Scarface spot. Well, the, the, so I took an Uber up there. I'm walking. I, it was early in the morning. I walk into the hotel and I, I had been to a conference there years ago. So I knew that you could walk in. But I, I'm like, they're not going to want me to go hang out by the pool. Right. So I walk, I walk through the lobby and I look for the pool signs and I walk out to the pool. It's a beautiful morning and everybody's kind of just getting started and it's early and I'm out there for like an hour just doing whatever I want and I'm taking all these pictures and, and um, I go back in cause it was getting hot. I went back in to cool down and I, I was like, I'm going to go back out cause I want to try to get a shot from um, the other side because I think that the first shot of them drinking uh their their fruity drinks yeah it's from the beach side right. so I, I walked through and as soon as i walked back out someone's like where's your wristband and uh, i was like excuse me and I, they, they told me to leave so i got really lucky that for the first hour because i got everything i needed really nice and, uh, i love i just i love that i mean we went to uh I, I tagged along with my wife on one of her conference trips um, years ago, we and it was I was already doing Delta Bravo stuff, but we we went to Salt Lake City, and so I'm on the plane, and I'm like, all right, what's been filmed in Salt Lake City? Of course, and I was I was like the Sandlot, that movie, yes. the Sandlot. I was like, that's that's awesome. So I found where um I found where Benny the Jet Rodriguez lived, and I found where that's Smalls fucking lived. great. And it, those houses look exactly the same. Yeah, and Dumb and Dumber was filmed there. Really. Um, which is really weird because it's supposed to be Aspen, right? Yes. So they, they, um, the, I don't know about they, Aspen, the French are assholes. <laughs> that's right. Where the beer flows <laughs> like wine. Yes. <laughs> so, so they, their apartment is there, uh, Harry and Lloyd's apartment. And then the, the snow owl, um, uh, gala that they have where they're raising money, where they yes. have the blue and the, the, the orange tuxedo. That's With the Lamborghini or whatever outside. Yeah, it's an old train station. Um, so you can walk awesome. in there and take pictures. It was really cool. Um, but the weirdest one, and I'm, one of my favorites, was the movie Footloose was filmed about 30 or 40 miles south of Salt Lake City in this little town called Payson, Utah. Really? And oh my gosh, I, I know that there's a rule, and we should probably mention this, that there's some kind of spoken rule like no schools and no pools i don't know if it's a real rule or if it just rhymes and it sounds good i don't know i, I like, never heard that rule <laughs> yeah well and and danny himself has done the pool because he did the fast times uh uh drone thing yeah, he's <laughs> flying drones over where phoebe yeah. Cates came out yeah. of the pool so so <laughs> we drive up and I, everything was there from footloose so I mean, I grew up like that's like my wheelhouse, like those 80s movies, like mm -hmm. all of the John Hughes stuff and Footloose and all that stuff. Of course. So we go into the parking lot of the school and then school has not been updated. It looks exactly the same. And I'm like, I'm not going to go in. I just want to take some pictures of the parking lot, drive around, listening to Quiet Riot like uh, Kevin Bacon did in the movie. Nice. <laughs> and I do that shit. Like, that, yeah, dude, that's, I'm, a, that's I'm a total, total goofball. About dude, that, so am I, dude. It's like <laughs> I grew up like if you like now, I also have to say, like, it doesn't necessarily if if any of this conversation, if you're still listening, anyone who's, you know, who's, right. isn't hip. It doesn't necessarily have to be a movie. It doesn't necessarily right. have to be hip hop. It could right. be like, I didn't realize it. I'm sure it was done like 
before me, maybe not the same spots, but I grew up watching like a lot of those terrible eighties, like slasher movies and and all that. So like, I think Dan, me and Danny were talking about it. The the second one that I did with him where he even said, he's like, he's like, personally, I, I, that's really wasn't his thing. I remember, but, but I came in and I started hitting spots like crazy so I'm kind of hipping people to things that they might not know about. Right. Also like true crime stuff. Like yep. some of it's really fucked up. Like, yep. I don't know what sparked it, but we went, we were walking, we went to Central Park the other day. Yeah. And, and, and I'm in Central Park and growing up in New York and being my age, I'm 45. And I remember 1989 and it was the Central Park jogger incident with the Central Park Five, now the Exonerated Five, which was a huge, huge thing, especially in New York. So whenever I'm in Central Park, it kind of pops in my head in and out, whatever. But then I'm like, where exactly in the park was that? And I didn't realize how far up it was or whatever. So I Googled it and there's, it's not an actual crime scene photo of itself because I mean, it's terrible, but she was dragged like 200 feet into, but there's a, a picture of cops and they're investigating the whole scene and they're on a street. It's by the 102nd street. They call it the transverse, which is also a crossing. And I stood there and I'm like, wow, like it was another thing. Like there was more foliage on the trees and whatnot, but you could see, all right, well, this is the same exact light pole. Here's the bend. Oh, this, man, tree, this tree is here. This is here. So I'm standing right where whoever took that picture for the Daily News in 19... That was the day after. That was April 20th, 1989 that was taken. So certain things have changed. There's obviously there's new asphalt and whatnot, but I'm standing right there and it's like a horrible fucking thing happened here. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when I mashed it, I started off by saying it's an ugly piece of New York City history. You did. But yeah, you know what, I'm going to put it out there. Even though yeah. it's ugly, it's history. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I saw your picture and I went down because I remember all that, too. Sure. And I've, I've seen Ken Burns doc and I saw the um, When They See Us movie. I'm in the middle of watching that now. I'm on episode two. I didn't even realize it was a thing. I saw him watching it last night. Oh, man. Well, when, when you posted your picture, I went down a rabbit hole yesterday. I, I, I saw it and then I had I, seen those other two things. And then I, I saw another piece uh, on ABC uh, that was a six or seven part thing. So, um, yeah, I'm the same. And I, and I get I, I remember I took a picture of um, I found a picture of John Hinckley Jr. in uh, D.C. And he was he's leaning against Ford's theater the wall in front of Ford's theater. I thought, wow, like that's yeah. crazy, right? Like he assassinates, um, uh, tries to assassinate Reagan. Yeah. He's standing in front of Ford's theater. I mean, this is history on top of history. And I put, I took a picture of the front of Ford's theater, which doesn't look that different from when he was leaning up against the wall. And I mashed it up. And I remember when I posted it, I, I had like a little like a uh, disclaimer, like I hope everybody's okay with this yeah sure because it's weird and it's creepy and it's messed 100%. up but, but like what you're saying it's i i'm i really and i'm sure you do this too when you're in the space you're kind of looking at the ground and you're yes yourself and you're like i'm in the same space as this really cool thing or this really 
Um, and that's another thing that I love about it. It's like, yeah. it's like again, oh, the yeah. people who are listening or watching, like, I was I wasn't even there, but I'm talking about you being on the second floor of that CVS that used to, and and I was getting excited. Like you're literally like, especially if something that you enjoy and you grew up on, it's very nostalgic to oh, me too. Yeah. And you're literally standing in the same exact space where an iconic yep. scene yep. in Scarface that everybody knows was literally from. Then you're standing right there. It's not in the Hollywood set. It's on off a street in Miami that anybody can go yeah. to. Yeah. You can yeah. go and by fucking sunblock and be standing exactly yeah. where she was fucking bucking shots and shoots yeah. fucking Manolo. It's crazy. <laughs> it's true. It's like I you're mean, really right there. It's, it's yeah. I find yeah. that shit super cool and it gets me excited to do that. Well, I, I mean, and I've, every time we go on a vacation or on a trip, we, we I try to somehow um inject this other thing into it all and, the time uh, we went to we went to chicago a few years ago and i i had a ball because I, I i did i don't know 50 untouchable shots and i did i did all the john hughes things and then i see other people doing it and i'm like yeah like they they were there like i didn't well, the ferris bueller shots yeah. and, and and the yeah. fucking breakfast club stuff yeah. it's awesome dude it is and and it really feels like I mean, this is going to sound really corny, but but I stand by it. I, it feels like you're in the movie in some cases. Yeah, it things does. haven't changed. Like you're like this is this is the vibe of the movie, and I'm standing I'm standing in the set. It's it's pretty wild. It's grown man Goonies. Oh yeah, for sure. I, and yeah. that's another thing that I find talk about being like super like getting really into it. It's like. They're not even available anymore. When I started the Delta Bravo thing, they weren't even available. But then this whole trading thing happened mm -hmm. within the group. And I started getting very, very um, OCD about my collection. Like now I need to get everything. Now I need, yeah. I need everything. And I still need two coins still to this day, which drives me nuts that I don't have them. But I mentioned Grown Man Goonies now. If, you, if you're watching and listening, I hope that you know what the Goonies are. Um, I know you, what you're going to break out. I was going to get up, but mine's hanging in my living room. Dude. Oh, that's awesome. Shout out to Vector IG. Yeah, Fred, Fred. Novoselsky. <laughs> Dude, that man. is awesome. This yeah. is my corner, and I'm taking it all back. I'm taking them all back. Great. But do you have the Goonies doubloon? The sickest, one of the sickest things ever. Now, if you take that, which Delta Bravo Nomads on it, if you take that, I'm telling the people that are watching, if you go to Oregon to the spot <laughs> where they fucking film that movie and you take that, just like Mouth, no, it wasn't Mouth, Mikey did, and you hold it up, those holes in that little thing line up with the actual rocks and the goonies. That yeah, it's crazy. It's ridiculous. I think it's heavy too. Like they do. It is. Job. There's two I, versions. Do you have? I was do you have? Just gonna say that. Yeah, I, I have like the the patina version, and I I guess there's a cleaner one, just like the uh, New York City uh, token. Yes. We have, well, yeah. I don't even want to discuss that. Oh no. No, I have the shiny gold New York City token. That's what I, I have don't. Too. I don't have 
the antique looking one. Yeah, I don't have that either. And the only other one I don't have is the Johnny Cade Save Us Outsiders one. Oh yeah, I don't have that either. I I I have to say I haven't been. I ha- I don't I don't get everything. I I think I'd go broke, but I am. Um, I, I I was budgeting my money. I'm like, I don't care. Like, I'll drink two less cups of coffee today yeah. Yeah. And for like it's four days, like, and I'm gonna buy that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just when when Fred when uh, Vector IG came up with the my dream my wish coin, I bought two of them immediately, and I gave them to my kids for for uh, Christmas presents. Yeah, I um, have a couple of them too. And I I just think it's brilliant. I and yeah. I. I I, I love it because it's 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 just done out of love for this this specific thing. It's like a it's like a custom made movie prop. Sure. Uh, it's it's even better because the real coins were probably just coins, but these are actually yeah made, they mean you know, something. Kind of yeah, yeah I, I love it. I, I yeah. Just, you know, I wish I had thought of it. Me too. There's so many things I wish I had thought of, yeah. but it's funny because like like I was gonna say before, like how I kind of like how you the whole nostalgia thing with your dad and stuff like that. That's kind of like your springboard, I guess, the catalyst yeah. of doing this stuff. Sure. So, you know, me, like I said, like I grew up watching all these horror movies and stuff like that. And I think it was like, it was a really early version of the internet. And what, to my knowledge, it was one of the first things that I remember ever searching on the internet was I wanted to know where they filmed the original Friday the 13th. Like mm-hmm. where real, like really, where is Camp Crystal Lake? Right. So I didn't have a license at the time, I don't think, or whatever. And I looked it up and it was like Blairstown, New Jersey. And it was another, like an early version of like MapQuest. So yeah, I put yeah, in like yeah, yeah, my yeah. address nice. and then Blairstown. And I was like, and like an hour and 48 minute drive. I'm like, okay. One day I need to go there because yeah. I need to see where this was filmed. Now, this is way before I ever knew Danny. This is probably right. Right. like when Jump Around first came out. Like, this is like that far back. Yeah. You know, where dial up, you know, you can't use the phone because you're on the computer type shit. Right. And, and I was like, one day I want to get there and I want to check out these places where these things were filmed, things that I grew up watching. And sure as shit, I've been there a million times. I've been there a million times. And it's great because that's on Main Street in Blairstown. And if you watch the movie, now you know exactly how it was filmed. Like Annie, the girl with the backpack in the beginning, like she's going through these arches, right? And then it cuts away to another spot where she's coming down like the left-hand side, like down this hill. And it makes it look like she's in a faraway place. it's literally like 200 feet away from each other at different ends of the block. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like movie magic. It's like everything was like on this one little block. Yeah. And it looks like she's hiking and walking like miles. Right, right. You know, so it's like you go there and nothing has changed from 1980. We're talking 41 years. And well, the block is the same. I can't speak to horror movies the way you can, but I think we we definitely grew up in the same era. And sure. you you mashed a, a, a movie that I thought I had imagined. <laughs> it was so crazy. Uh, what? Basket Case. 
Oh, dude, I love that movie. I, I saw that. I was at a friend's house. That's what I imagined. <laughs> I, I, that was the weirdest movie. And I, I, I remember where I was when I saw it, but I was like, is that, was that a dream or did that Oh, that's a real fucking movie. That's a, that movie's a, that movie's something else. Yeah. Probably. Didn't you, didn't you like actually meet the guy who plays the Yeah. Character? But yeah. yeah um, uh, Kevin, uh, Kevin Van Hentenrich is his name. <laughs> Kevin Van Hentenrich. I met him. My daughter met him. He's yeah, just, I, right. yeah, I met him a couple of times. Well, wasn't there like there's a scene, I guess, where they're dangling from the the, the fire escape, and you took a yes. picture of that. I that mean, yes, and that, and what's cool is that I actually did a mini episode with him from a convention. It's like 25 minutes long. Oh, we're cool. talking about that. Yeah. Um, that was filmed down in Chelsea. I don't remember the exact street, but that was the, the same exact fire escape. Wrought iron is still there. Yeah. It's like painted or whatever because yeah. that movie was like 1980 or 81. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's still there. I mean, the outside of the facade of the of the building has been it's the same, but it's been cleaned. But that was his old loft. Like that movie costs like next to nothing to make. Yeah. So that was in his old loft, and that's the end of the movie where. He gets thrown off the balcony and he's indirectly being choked by his parasitic twin yeah. who's holding on and holding on to him, but he's choked Bel- the same way. called Belial? Belial, yes. <laughs> yeah, and it's awesome because I found another spot uh, that it looks like it was the Hotel Broslin in the movie, and I can geek out about this shit all day long, and... They make it look like it's a legit seedy hotel. Like when they walk in, it looks like a little small like reception area, like a little desk and there's stairs that go up and, and they'll cut and it'll look like it's in a hotel, but it's really this guy's real life loft where he lived at the time. But that wasn't even that. They just used an open freight elevator. Okay. It was just a street level freight elevator with like decorations, like with prices of rooms and a desk in there to make it look like a a seedy hotel, like reception desk area. And I found the exact spot and it sure as shit, it's a freight elevator. It's just, it's nothing. Well, this is the thing. Like occasionally you, you'll probably feel this too you'll find a spot that you care about, but no one else does. <laughs> oh, dude, I, that happens so often. And I don't care. <laughs> no, I know. And I, when we were in London, um, I, we found where they filmed the video for uh, Come On Eileen by Dexy's Midnight Runners. See, and I think that's fucking cool. So did I. I thought it was amazing. I was like, yeah, it's like, who goes and takes pictures of where Come On Eileen was taken? Like, someone does not give a shit. Right. But, but do I really care? Not really, but right. that's awesome because yeah, it's so one, random and weird. There's a, and then there's another one that there's, there's two. One actually, I remember I posted it was in Brooklyn and I, it was at the, uh, at the base of the Brooklyn Bridge. And I was like, oh, that building was in a, the video for uh, an air supply video. And Danny was like, that's all you, bro. <laughs> like, nice. You know, like, that, I'm not going to give you any credit for that. <laughs> but, but the other one that's partially really embarrassing, but also incredibly great, 
is when we were in London, we took the train specifically to find where they filmed um, the uh, Rick Astley video for uh, the, um, you Never know. Never gonna give you up. Yeah, <laughs> but it's under this this overpass and it's exactly the same. And I was, I was pretty happy about it. No one cared? No, I, people like that one. I'm people, sure, yeah, people for some it reason. Was wide, it was pretty wide uh, swath of people that cared about that one. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Cool. I, I was on my own with air supply though, I think. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, man, I love that kind of shit, man. Like, like I said, like I'll be watching something and I'll pause shit. Like I'll throw something on Amazon and like, uh, uh, hold on. Like, where was that? Hold on. And I'll stop. I'll pause it. I'll rewind it. I'll take a screenshot and I'll save it. And then I'll forward it to my phone or whatever. And then like, that's in my phone. Like I need to hit that. You know what? That happened to me um, last summer. There was a, a good book uh, called The Goldfinch. It won all kind of awards and they turned it into a movie, which I did not like. Okay. Um, but I watched it and I'm watching it on, uh, on, uh, Amazon or whatever. And, um, the guy's walking down the street and I glanced up, I guess at the right time. And I'm like, Holy shit. That is where the beastie boys were sitting on the steps. And then if you turn around, it's where they were, uh, standing in a group, uh, sunny, sunny back took the pictures. It's on 18th street and right. directly across the street is the old town bar where House of Pain shot the jump around, around video. video. And there's just this random uh, scene in the Goldfinch of these two characters talking. And then they walk into the old town bar and they have yeah. a drink. Yeah. And I'm like, this you're is waiting for the fucking horns to stop. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I was like, I, I, I did a screenshot and I paused yeah. it and put pictures of the TV and I matched everything up. And I was, I thought I was the, the best detective in the world. Oh, dude. Yeah. Like the other night that happened. I'm watching American Psycho with no, Christian yeah, Bale. So I'm like, I haven't seen it in a long time. So we're watching it. I'm like, where was this? And the next thing you know, it's towards the end. And it's like, hold on. Like that right there, right behind him says Greenwich Street. And then he runs around the block and there's the Rector Street subway. I'm like, Rector and Greenwich, Streamview, and everything. I did three shots, and it's right there with it on the corner, right there. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, and like three days later, we're down there, and I'm taking the pictures of it. It's like I love it. Yeah. I I I'm, I I'm I'm actually gonna come. I think I'm coming up to Brooklyn tomorrow. Um, a nice. friend of mine wants to see uh, the Do the Right Thing um, space, and we're gonna go hit some uh, the Biggie Small spots. Nice. Which, which I did about a month ago, and that was a great day too. Yeah, man. I mean, all those famous, famous shots and, and uh, it's it's our recent history. Uh, all these people, it's it's kind of a long time ago now. It's yeah, weird. These guys have been gone a long time, but it's um, very weird. Time has been very weird lately. How time yeah. is passing and it's crazy. Yeah. But I uh, when you get up there and you see like the murals and you see the the steps that you recognize, it's it's pretty wild to do the right thing. You know, You were talking about how. The Friday the 13th was filmed all in one block. That entire movie was filmed on Stuyvesant Street. Yeah. Between, between uh, Quincy and uh, Lafayette, I think. Yeah. But it's it's right there. The whole movie and, and the fight the power video. Like it's. Yeah. It's, it's fucking awesome. And people don't realize it's like another example. Like there's a hardware store that I'll go to average twice two three times a week when i'm at work we need something for the building i take a walk down to 38th street blah, blah. so 
I'm walking one day and I'm like, and I've, and I've walked this every day for years. And I'm, I'm walking right past the New York library, right off of 42nd street, fifth Avenue. And something just strikes me. And I watch the intro and the outro to the odd couple. Oh, wow. The oh, TV wow. Show. I know the picture you're talking about. And the, and the, the, I, I, I thought it was the intro, but it happens to be the outro with the closing credits with Felix Unger hails a cab and he grabs the, 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 the handle of the cab door and then the cab stops. That right there, and you don't see what's behind him. You just see a street. You don't see any buildings behind him. Right. That's right in front of the New York Library. And yeah. I'm looking, I'm like, that building is different, but that's all the same. Even the way the sidewalk is with this tile and then there's the curb, that's all the same. I'm like, I've walked this a million times and just never realized. And yeah. that's another cool thing. It's like, who the hell knew? Like, yeah. I never knew that until you kind of dig in. And if you're into this kind of stuff, you start fanboying out like yeah. I do all the time, you know? Yeah. And it's cool because some things are famous and some things are candid photos. There was a great picture of Adam Yauch, MCA from the Beastie Boys. That was um, that I really wanted to find. It was him skating through. I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Skating through town, and I and I, you might remember me saying this. I had given up. I'm like, oh, you know what? Maybe this isn't New York. Right. Maybe this is because I could I could make out on the awning behind him some um, Asian lettering. So I was like, it's Chinatown somewhere, and I was like, well. They lived in L.A., so um, could be maybe Frisco, could be so, yeah, it could be. A so I gave up. Anyway. I'm like, I don't, I don't know where this is. There's not enough to go on. I give up. And then um, somebody else posted the photo, and a third person was like, "Oh, that's my old neighborhood. I remember being on that street." And I was like, "Why?" Immediately, I was like, "Dude, like, what's what neighborhood? Where?" And he goes, "Oh, I lived in." Um, I lived in Manhattan and he's like, I don't really, I don't remember the exact street. It's like worth street or something like that. And so I got on Google maps and I started doing just research and I'm like worth street. And he was wrong. It wasn't worth street, but it was Walker street. And I found it and the awning's still there and the buildings in the background. It's like so, score. So the cool part was um, a guy from another group, uh, the all, um, all about Los Angeles. Yes. Sean Pease. Yeah, well, it wasn't Sean. It was this other guy. Um, okay. His name is Rayon uh, Belshay. Yes. Um, and he he's like, hey, man, I'm going to go to New York uh, in about a week. Are there any spots from the, the from hip hop that I could hit? My wife uh, lives near uh, is from Chinatown. And I was like, I can give you like my map. You know, I, sure. I have it all. And I we got I was like, it'd probably be easier if we just talked on the phone. So he called me. And we had a great conversation like this one where we just compared notes. And I said, look, you can hit all of these. I said, but save me this one because I just found out where it is. Right. Said, all right. I won't go there. Like I was like, and you go there after I go there. That's totally yeah, that's cool. fine. But I've been bugging out to find this one. I need that one. Yeah. He did a hundred times after that. I need and he was he was great. And he did a couple spots that I hadn't hit yet. Um, but it was kind of cool. He. He uh, he did a FaceTime video with me when he was in front of um, old Def Jam headquarters on Elizabeth Street. And uh, and uh, I've been there a billion times now. Yeah. And I, there's so many great shots there. Um, so you were many. just there. You were just there for Daddy-O. And, and there's one shot 
that I got to find next time I go down there. I don't know if it still exists, but there's a, you might've even freaking hit it. It says, I believe it's in a hallway, hmm. like right next door. Okay. Or maybe two doors down. And it's Tribe Called Quest. Really? And and they're all in a hallway. Oh wow! I don't. Yeah, know it's that. Five Dog, it's Q-Tip, it's Jerobi, it's it's, it's yeah, they're all in there, and it says in a nearby hallway next door to oh, Twenty Eight right. Elizabeth Street. Well, because so many of those pictures, I feel like um, I feel like Butchie got them. Somebody got up on the roof because there's there's really famous photos of Run DMC. Roof, rooftop ones always get your bonus points amongst us oh yeah yeah because that there's there the, the, you know they're there you know which building it is you just can't get up there that's um, what it is it's the dedication it's like the one that i did and i thought it was kind of cool when i posted it, danny was like danny boy was like top five i'm like really i'm like i think it's cool but which all right which one is it it was it was the true it was the mafia shot. It was um Carmine Galante, the guy who oh, got yeah, shot looking down. I remember yeah, and he that. still has a cigar in his mouth. Yeah, yeah. That was in Bushwick. I I I parked my truck by a fire hydrant. Yeah. I got out, and there's these two older Puerto Rican ladies, and they're standing outside, and now I'm looking around. And I'm like, this is the address. This used to be the Joe and Mary's Italian restaurant, whatever it was, where they were in the back eating. And it's permanently closed. The guy still owns it, but he has it closed. He uses it for like storage. So you can't even go into the actual, what used to be the restaurant. It's just, it's a roll down gate with graffiti on it, like a mural. So I'm like, all right. So now I'm looking now above our apartments, and in between each business, there's like a dry cleaner. There's what used to be the restaurant. There's something else like a, I don't know, like a milkshake spot or a health food, whatever. But in between, there's doors that lead to upstairs to the apartments. So I'm like, I go into the dry cleaner. I'm like, is there any way I can get to the roof? They're looking at me like, there's no way to get there. There's no backyard. I can't let, I'm like, all right, I get it. So now I'm still double parked at a fucking fire hydrant. I don't even care at this point. It starts to downpour rain. I'm like, I still don't care. I still don't care. I'm here. I need to get on this goddamn roof. So somebody walks out of one of the apartments, but it's like three doors down from the address. So I'm like, this might be my only shot. So they open it up. And I'm talking to these two Puerto Rican ladies about what I want to do. And they're like, oh, shit, that's crazy, blah, blah, blah. Like, I talk to people to break the ice in order to get shots. Yeah, I've yeah. done it several times. Yeah. So they're, like, on my side. They're like, yo, this guy is crazy. He wants to get up on the roof and take pictures, whatever. So once that person walked out of the door, the door was closing really slowly. I just kind of put my foot in the door so it didn't close and lock. And I was like, be right back. They were like, all right, good luck. So now I don't know what I'm walking into, dude. So I'm walking up two flights of stairs. I, there's, there's apartments. I hear children playing. I hear people talking. People are having dinner. There's like children's bicycles, like chained to the access ladder to the hatch of the roof. I'm like, oh, well, I'm stepping on bicycles. I climb up the ladder. I throw the hatch over. 
So I get up out there. It's, it's drizzling now. And I get my bearings. I'm like, okay, so I'm stepping over roofs. And I'm like, all right, this is it. So now I just take my phone. I just put it out in front of me. I'm like, just don't drop my phone. Because so I drop my phone, I'm done. It's in the bag. I can't get there. Yeah. So I just start taking a bunch of pictures. Bong, 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 bong. All different angles. I go home. I took maybe 20 pictures. Because I really couldn't see. Because I had to have yeah, my yeah. arms out off the roof edge. Yep. So I just take a whole bunch. I took like 20-something pictures, and I finally got one of them. I'm like, holy shit. And I got it, and I mashed it. It's perfect. And it's like, no one's ever seen that before, what the entire backyard looks like, what it looks like yeah. now, this and that. Right. But it's perfect. It's like, the other dude, the other associate of his that was killed is laying there, and he's laying there with the cigar in his mouth. Bird's eye view. Perfect. It was That's like... Amazing. And yeah, you, man. It's like it, it, you gotta put. It, it, there's, there's a little bit of dedication involved oh, here. You yeah. know what I mean? I I did one mob hit, and it was um it was not far off of Times Square. It was it was um I I don't remember the guy's name, but it was uh. Paul Castellano. No, I, no, no, no. It wasn't a fam- it wasn't famous. Um, oh, okay. It was, but I I think I was following your lead. I had done a little bit of of research on like who had been killed where. And we were we were doing like a tour, touristy stuff as a family. Yeah, we saw a show, and I'm like, give me give me 20 minutes, and I'll meet you. And I ran down the street <laughs> to this spot, and it's it's like two blocks off of uh, the main, like whatever it is, Sixth um, Avenue. Um, and uh, yeah, this guy had gotten shot on like a street corner, and just yeah. right on the curb there. Yeah, man. Um, there's so it, much history it's insane especially mafia you do shit. a mashup like that too you know and you have this black and white picture with police officers standing over a dead body that's yeah. real yeah. and the the recent picture behind it is all these people in front of like a boutique or something yeah like starbucks and there's people yeah it's crazy dude it's, yeah but it's it's and there was a there was somebody who did that on the internet really like at a really high level where they had they had done um like war scenes and then they superimpose them over what it looks like now. I've seen those. I've that seen that or a version. Yeah, powerful. yeah. Um, yeah there, and I, there are some places, and uh, you know, when you were talking about that, your dedication of getting that one spot. I mean, there, there, there are there are times where I will be like visibly excited and and almost a little scared. The one time when I was in Dallas. I went to uh, I went to the building where Oswald was taken uh, after he was arrested, and then he was shot in the parking garage. Yes. And I went in, and it, you it was it's still a municipal building. You had to go into like through a metal detector and all of that. Sure. And I didn't tell anybody why I was there. So people are going there to pay their their fines and get driver's licenses and stuff like that. And I'm trying to figure out how do I get down to the parking garage yeah. and there's, there's police everywhere. And I'm like, maybe I should, I'll just go down in, in an elevator. And sure enough, you can't get down to the parking garage in the elevator. Of course it was, not. But it was all vintage looking. It was like an old elevator. And yeah, I was getting really excited and a little nervous because of the power of that, that whole thing happening on national TV and him getting shot. And um, I didn't get down there. But I eventually uh, asked a police officer, I was like, hey, is there any way? And I told him what I was doing. And he was really cool about it. He's like, yes, yeah, we have people that come through here every once in a while that want to do that. He goes, I, I'll tell you, you can't go down there right now because um, the judges and 
and um, officers of the court park down there. And it's just not safe to let anybody go down. And I'm like, I totally get it. That's totally fine. get it. Um, yeah, I do that too. Like, to, like to break the ice. Yeah, I do that all the time. Like, and most people are really into it. Like, I've talked to some great construction workers. Yeah, me too. And I was like, oh, I'm taking a picture of, of Kennedy was in his motorcade right here, and he goes, no, that was further down. I'm like, yeah, it was, but they came down this road and right. they made the turn and look at the picture. And then all of a sudden, they're they're like, yeah, they're yeah all in. over a little bit, move over. Yeah. yeah they, how many times? Have- how many times do people tell you, whoa, you should make like a book? Or you should make yeah, like a book. Yeah. I get that all the time too. Exactly. Like, it would be cool, but it's not. It's not like that's for Danny boy to do. Like, I can't yeah. make it. You know what I mean? But there like, are every once in a while, and I'm sure you have a bunch of these every once in a while I'll do one. And I'm like, damn, I want to blow this up and make this into a poster. This looks yeah. good. Some of them are perfect. Yeah. yeah like the, yeah. The, and so, the, with the logos and the, I mean, sometimes the logos and the, the way that you it just go a piece of art, man. Like you get, yeah, you get dude. everything's working. The, the overlay works, the background shot works, the time of day works, the logo that you import works and the Delta yeah. Bravo logo. It's just, they end up being beautiful. Yeah. I really think so. I really yeah. think so. Yeah, and, so there, um, was, there was a shot that I did because I, I like in order to break the ice because of the place where I was, there was a scene in the movie Marathon Man with Dustin Hoffman. Oh, yeah, right? great movie. Yeah. Now, what's what's his name? The the old guy with the glasses, the sick bastard. Lawrence Olivier. Lawrence Olivier, that's right. He walks into a his diamond. Is, his name is Zell in the movie. Right. Yeah. Now, Lawrence Olivier. Um, he walks into and he's, he's in the diamond district. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hmm. So I find the address of the building. So now I'm on like my lunch break from work. OK, mm-hmm. so I walk and I make sure that I, I it's like, all right, it's like a 15 minute walk or a 20 minute walk. I have 20 minutes, 20 minutes, I have 20 minutes to get the shot and then be back to work on time. So I go in there and now I'm like, all right, it's still a diamond wholesale place. You know what I mean? They sell jewelry. Now I can't walk in there with my camera starting to take pictures around the place. It's just, you just don't do that. That's a red flag, like crazy. So now I go, I'm looking at the picture of him and I'm going in the building, like where kind of it was. And there happens to be a guy with his own little booth of diamonds and watches and whatever. An older guy seemed like he was cool. So I kind of break the ice. I'm like, what's up, man? He's like, how are you? I'm like, this might sound a little crazy, but this is what I do. And I showed him and I was like, and he looked at it. He was like, I remember that. I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah. He's like, I was still working here. Oh my God. He was working that maybe not that specific spot, but he still worked in that same building when they filmed that movie. Yeah. So I'm like, really? So I'm bullshitting with this guy. I was like, all right, I know it's weird and creepy, but do you mind if I take a few pictures? You know, like, let me get your permission to start snapping. He's like, go right ahead. Yeah. I'm just like, awesome. So I got his blessing. So no one's going to look at me like, like, what are you doing? Taking pictures of the diamond cases. Like, you can't do the joint out. You know what I mean? That's happened to me a lot, too. Like, I, I, one right near where I live, not that close to where I live, but about halfway to New York from where I live. Um, they filmed Dead Poets Society at this uh-huh. private school. And I went out there one day um, unannounced. And I just got lucky because I met the right person. Because I got out of the car and this woman walks up to me. She goes, may I help you? 
And I was like, hey, I, I, I said, I, I also work in schools. I'm a teacher in Annapolis. Um, and I, I know Dead Poets Society was filmed here. She goes, she like lit up. She's like, yeah, let me give you a tour. And she awesome. told me around. And I tried it again um, two years later and I couldn't even get past the front gate. They were like, uh, you can't be here. And I was like, oh, really? Because I didn't realize how lucky I got because this, got this lady wanted, she wanted to show me like, how nice the school was. And I was like, where's the case where they DM scene. And I know some of it was filmed on a sound, uh, sound studio, but yeah, it's a beautiful campus. It's called uh, St. Andrew's school. uh, And it's in um, uh, Middletown, Delaware. And it's, it's, it's just a beautiful piece of property with beautiful buildings. And uh, they filmed and basically any outdoor scene there. So all of the Robin Williams and all of the boys were there. It was it, it's I would love to go back with permission because I missed a sure. lot of stuff. But man, sometimes you get lucky. Like, yeah, I, like yeah. the other day I got lucky before we were recording. I said that I mean, I've done I've posted a lot of things from the basketball diaries. And that's strictly because not strictly. I mean, it's a great movie and I would have hit some spots anyway. But there's a lot of them because of my daughter, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, she has a little crush on young DiCaprio. I get it. Whatever. But. We've gone down there several times. Oh, you're not sure what you want to do. And she's like, that. she's like that. I want to go see. I want to go see where Jim used to live again, meaning Jim Carroll in the movie. I'm yeah. like, all right, cool. So the other day it was a really shitty weekend, raining on and off. We go down there, and I posted this along with with my with I wrote all this along with my post, where we're underneath one of those outdoor you know eating seating areas that people are all eating in now, and. We're underneath like this little small canopy because it's raining and we're standing literally right in front of where the movie was filmed in that apartment building. And it's like, you look at the screenshot, there's Lorraine Brockle who played his mother's, she's pointing out that window. And so there's a guy standing at the top of the stairs and he looks down at me and he's like, excuse me. I'm like, what's up, man? He's like, are you Mike? I'm like, nah, Mike, why? What's up? So now I start getting my opportunity to possibly more for my daughter yeah. to go inside. Oh, that's to, cool. Right? So it turns out that he's like, oh, he's mentioned, I think he mentioned, like, he was like, oh, I'm waiting for, uh, wait to show an apartment. So he was a real estate guy. Mm-hmm. So right there was my foot in. I was like, are you going to show the, the apartment that the movie Basketball Diaries was filmed in? And he's like, huh? He had no idea what I was talking yeah, about. Right, right. I was like, oh, I was like, yo, come here, check it out. So he comes down and my daughter has her phone ready because she has basketball diary stuff like that. She's like, oh, look. And right. she shows him and, and there's a, a brutal scene. It's a, it's a horrible scene where DiCaprio is cursing out his mother and she won't give him money and he's all sick and he's cursing her out. And it's a terrible scene. But I'm like, look, and I'm showing him. He's like, oh, wow. And then I was like, do you mind if you let us in so I could like take a picture? I said, come on in. Oh. So my daughter looks up at me like, oh my God. Like she was like yeah. over the moon over this. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, we're going in Jim's house, honey. We're going in Jim's house. She was super excited. Awesome. So it's like, I'm looking at him and she, she's playing the this, this shot. And now there's a couple of apartments on that floor. So we're looking, I'm like, okay. That one, there's no wall like that one's facing. If he was facing this way, there would be you would see the other hallway. This this is the only one where the wall is to his left. It's apartment three here. It's apartment three in the movie. 
look, I, yes, the walls have been redone and all this, all this and that. The whole building has, but this is exactly where it was filmed. So I took a whole bunch of pictures and I wish I was able to mash it better, but the entire scene is so tight yeah. on DiCaprio's face. It's such a tight shot yeah. that I could only get a portion of the molding of the door yeah. and maybe a little bit of where it says three, but that's it. Cause that's all I was able to work with from the movie. But you know, you were in the right space. I mean, and she was just like, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. She I was like, yeah, we got, we got inside because if I wouldn't have asked him, if I wouldn't have said, are you showing that from the movie? It wouldn't have sparked that conversation that I showed him. He's like, wow, that's cool. And so he knew I wasn't a creep and I was with my kid anyway. Yeah. I just want. I was like, just take a couple pictures and I'm out. You know. I have one that's like not quite as cool as that, but I I was down in Georgetown in D.C. and um. I've been there. The Exorcist steps there, but they well yeah the Exorcist steps yep um and that's you know that a lot of people know about that and go to that but I have all like I love the Kennedy uh, history for for whatever reason it's it's just strange but um okay. they live there and um. There's this really cool picture of of Jackie Kennedy um, when she's really young. They were probably just married. In fact, they they got engaged in Georgetown. You can sit at the table where they got engaged at this little restaurant. That's but there's this cool picture of her that's through the the glass of a shop, and she's outside, and the photographer's inside. Gotcha. And so I found the right shop, and I went in, and it's like they were selling luggage. Uh, it was like really nice luggage. And I went in and these people, Oh, can I help you? And they want to sell me luggage. And I'm like, I'm not here for luggage. I said, I, and I showed them the picture. I'm like, how cool is this? And they got so into it. They were so excited. They're like, yeah, like match it up. Like, yeah. uh, Will you show us what you do when you're done? And you know, make sure you send it to me. It's just, it's, it's great. I love when that happens because conversely if, if someone's like oh you'll have to leave it's like come on really yeah it's like come on yeah that kind of happened when we were up where that was where the DiCaprio scene was because the guy happened to be showing the apartment right across from apartment three so I guess the, the real estate guy and Mike came up the stairs and they knocked on the door and I happened to be talking to my daughter about where this was filmed and the guy like overheard us and was like, what was filmed here? I was like, oh, DiCaprio with basketball dogs. He's like, really? I'm like, yeah, it was filmed right here. Like, look, he's like, wow, that's kind of cool. Like the guy lived right across the hall, had no clue, but he you're knew the movie, commission. but he didn't realize. Yeah, you're going to end up selling that apartment. And you're going to get a commission for that. Right? Yeah, man. I, I love it. I like when people like get into it and they, yeah. they, they either, they didn't know, or they are really excited that, that you, you're telling them something. I, I yeah. love that. And yeah. I, I, I think it's a great, it's a great hobby, dude. It's like, yeah. you know, you have your job, your career. I have the same thing, but it's like, you gotta, you know, like, listen, I don't drink or do drums or party anymore or anything like that, but I get so much fulfillment with doing this. And it's also, it gives you something to do that you enjoy that doesn't cost much. Like I said, and it's just like, it's just cool shit. I mean, some people might have tuned out from this 15 minutes in. You yeah. know what I mean? But I guarantee you, like, yo, what's up, Mona and Nako? Like, they're listening. You know what I mean? Right. So if you're into it, awesome. If you're not, it would be cool if you did because there's nothing wrong with it. It's, it's all positive. And it's just cool if you're into that. And like I said, 
whether you're into true crime, whether you're into hip hop, whether you're into horror movies or anything, sports, like anything. Like the other day I saw you comment, you're like, oh, wow, that's on my bucket list. Some of them are very much layups, but I, right. I dig cemeteries, dude. Yeah. I've, I've, I mean, from Lucky Luciano to Vito Genovese to all these old school mobsters to, bro, I made sure I looked up and found the frigging grave of Burt Law, the goddamn cowardly lion from yeah, the yeah, Wizard I of Oz. Yeah. I went to visit the Cowardly Lion. Why? Because I grew up watching the Wizard of Oz, and it's just cool. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, so, and, and like I like I said at the beginning, I I looked at New York as as a as a fantasy place. So the fact that you live there and that you know you can you can go and you can go to Bay Ridge. I think is it called Bay Ridge? I'm in Bay Ridge. I live in Bay Ridge. I'm in Bay Ridge right now. So that's where um, all the Saturday Night Fever yes. stuff happened. Yes. Yeah. Like like that's. Yeah. Yeah. Like all of that. It's it's part of our our pop culture history, you know, good, bad or otherwise. Yeah. I mean, some people some people hate disco music and they don't they didn't care about that movie. But those images are iconic. You know, him walking down the street with the elevated train behind him. And sure. um, Today I I mapped out and you probably know where this is. But the um, I'm not, I haven't been there, but the French connection, um, elevated train. Scene. I know exactly, I, I know exactly where it is. Yeah. It's like, I hit one of them. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, that's Nako's favorite movie. Oh, is that right? Yes. Yeah. So someone's gonna, have you done that one yet? Have you done I did one of them, but there's so many. Yeah. That, there's a whole chase. The getting shot. I did that. Hackman. I did it. Yeah, I, like, Sorry, I but that. I did it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have my map with all my little flags on it. So, well, there's, I mean, that whole chase scene is all underneath 86th Street. Like, there's a lot that could be hit that I didn't, yeah. but there's yeah. a lot. There's a ton. And what's cool, I mean, it could be done, I guess, in other places, especially like Baltimore, if you live in Philly, like cities mostly, probably. Like, what I've done a couple of times was like almost like a series. Like, I've done like, John Gotti outside of the Ravenite Social Club, John Gotti outside the Bergen Fish and Hunt Club, right. John Gotti outside of his house, John Gotti's um, like grave in, in the mausoleum, John Gotti, well, well, before that, John Gotti in his coffin coming out of the funeral home, and then John Gotti in the grave. Mm. All of it. Crazy right. Joe Gallo, I did the same thing. Yeah. His childhood home, his old stash house. His him coming out of a box, and then his gravesite. Oh, the Bill the Butcher I did too, which was crazy to me. Yeah, Bill the Butcher, like William Poole, Bowery Boys. Well, the, yeah, the true crime stuff is so happened. much. Yeah, yeah, and and that it all happened right there. I mean, I I remember yeah. years and years ago, I went on a like a bus tour of Chicago that took you to all of the places. Um, where where mobsters had gotten hit and it's yeah. fascinating it really is because the well movies have really also glamorized it a lot but it's, of course but yeah. the fact that you can be right there and oh there's a there's a bullet hole in that in the in the side of that building and 100 I, I ate it all up yeah um, man yeah it was like a bombing on wall street or something years and years and years ago and i did it and it's still to this day, like on the side of the building, there's crazy holes from like a hundred years ago or whatever. Right. It was 80 years ago. And there's holes and, and like, you know, pockmarks in the wall yeah. from this explosion that happened. 
It's right. crazy what's yeah. still there. If you look around, there's so much surrounding you. It's insane. Yeah, and it just Love seems it. to be concentrated in in uh in New York. But you know, we go down to South Carolina and you find Forrest Gump places and awesome. I would love to do that shit. Yeah, I want to go to te- I want to go to Texas to do Texas Chainsaw Massacre shit. Like, yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> I'm bad, dude. They they converted the gas station into like you could buy barbecue stuff, and they have like six cabins behind it that you could rent for the night. I want to stay at the fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre gas station. That's I don't awesome. need romance. I want the fucking Texas Chainsaw barbecue fucking cabin. I could care less. Yeah, dude. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre house, like the house that it was filmed in, they moved it, but it's a fucking restaurant, dude. You can go upstairs. It's still the same. You can go in there and you can eat where like Leatherface was like (laughs) hammering people in the head. Like, I want to do that. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yo, let me throw my let me throw my sponsors out real quick. Yeah, Dude, yeah. do you realize we're going an hour and 40 minutes? Oh, wow. Something like that. I have an hour and 51, but we were bullshitting before. Yeah, anyway, yeah. um, my sponsors, quick fast. Um, Dead Sled Coffee. Are you a coffee guy? I, I never drink it. All right, all right, whatever. Maybe you'll like, maybe you drink tea. I don't know. I do. I drink iced tea and I drink seltzer water. Oh, there you go. I drink fucking Red Bulls and iced tea and that's and coffee. But uh, Dead Sled Coffee. Follow them on Instagram at Dead Sled Coffee. If you go to deadsledcoffee.com and you type in the promo code Brooklyn Blast, you'll get 20% off your order and any order over $60 is free shipping. Um, yeah, they're, they're awesome. Like they work with bands and they work, they have like a kiss brew. They have a Cypress Hill brew. They work like officially licensed shit. So horror stuff too, like Elvira, Kane Hodder from Friday 13th, Robert Englund from Nightmare on Elm Street. They do a lot of cool stuff for such a small company. They do a lot of really cool shit. So dead side coffee, um, generation records located at 210 Thompson street in the West village. They've been around since 1992 and they're still around. They survived the whole pandemic. Um, follow them on Instagram at generation records. And if you cannot make it to the actual brick and mortar spot, which is 210 Thompson Street in the West Village, once again, you can go to uh, generationrecords.bigcartel.com and you could order stuff online. So like I said, they're like one of the last on the block and it's a legit record store where you can buy vinyl. And, you know, I just recently picked up like the, I mean, it's not the 30th anniversary anymore, but like it was a double special edition, like Paul's Boutique and yeah. like, I mean, vinyl. So old for, for old school people and hipsters. I like hey, hipsters. 32 years today. 32 years today at Paul's Boutique. Crazy, see? So Generation Records, follow them on Instagram at Generation Records. And last but definitely not least is New Republic Printing for screen printing, embroidery, vinyl stickers, and buttons. Go to newrepublicprinting.net. There's a drop-down menu. So any brand of T-shirt that you want to get something printed on, they got you. Whether it's windbreakers, hoodies, zip-ups, T-shirts, tank tops, anything. Um, But what's awesome about them is there's no setup fees. There's no screen fees. And if you have your order delivered to any commercial address, it's free UPS ground shipping. So you can get 10,000 shirts made up. And you can get a hundred boxes delivered to your job and it doesn't cost you a dime, which is ridiculous. I don't know how Steve stays in business. He's been in business for like 15 plus years. Great guy. I've been using him way before the podcast was even a thought, but new Republic printing on Instagram, newrepublicprinting.net. 
So thank you to Dead Slate Coffee, Generation Records, and New Republic Print. Those are my sponsors. Nice. Yes. Yes, sir. And support the Delta Bravo Urban Exploration Team. Smart up. That's right. Yes, sir. So now, I want to get into, or let's at least touch on your artwork, because it's ridiculous. I know that just by following you and being friends with you on all of these platforms and whatnot, I see all of your stuff and you've met, basically, I'm going to say it sounds cliche and hacky, but like heroes of yours and like these icons that you grew up listening to and you've mashed their locations and you've met these people and have they signed your artwork? Yeah, man, and, I, I, and, I, I used my, um, I kind of got out of my comfort zone um, about seven or eight years ago and I stopped keeping all my artwork under my bed at home and I started showing people. And um, because I live pretty close to DC, I started going to live music shows as often as I could. And I, I'm, I'm not a, I don't, I'm not a particularly obnoxious person. I don't, I don't go up to people routinely and introduce myself, but I found that when I had my artwork with me, um, that I had a reason to talk. It was on my in. So I started bringing my original artwork to the show or maybe even doing a piece knowing I was going to a live show. Um, and I, I remember I, I did a piece of, uh, it, I guess it actually all started. There's an overlap here of three things that I love, like sports, music, um, and art. And I was doing um, some of my favorite athletes. And I had done this drawing of Rod Carew because I, 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 I go up to Cooperstown and I fucking, see... Fucking pineapple now and ladies, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that one too. Um, that's just such a deep cut. That's so deep. That's like talking, for the head. You're talking about the Lou Brock one, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. but yeah. But I hear I got the scrawny legs. So yeah, yeah. Go yeah, ahead. so I started playing around with... I did, I did this straight up portrait of Rod Carew. It was from a Time Magazine cover. Uh, from the 70s and I had a chance to meet Rod Carew so when I went to meet him I was standing in line and I thought oh wouldn't it be I love hip-hop when they do pop culture references especially from my era and I'll never forget when I heard um I got mad hits like I was Rod Carew yeah so the Beastie Boys shout him out and I thought I was standing in line to meet him I thought I what do I have to lose I'm going to ask him to write um I've got mad hits like I was Rod Carew and then I thought well he is Rod Carew. So yeah. instead of having him write, I've got mad hits like I was Rod Carew, I'll just ask him to write, I've got mad hits and then sign it Rod Carew. So I walk up to him and I'm like, he's either going to tell me to get lost or he's going to do it. And he did it uh, with a smile on his face. And he said, oh, you too? He's like, somebody just asked me to sign a, an album cover too. And I, it changed my life. Like it changed the direction so of my life. fucking cool, man. Um, so when he did that, I was like, holy shit, I ha- now I have to meet the Beastie Boys. I have to meet Mike D in particular because he's the one who says the line. So Adam Yak had already passed away uh, earlier that year. And um, I was like, well, are they even going to ever play again? How am I going to meet the Beastie Boys? And I, 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 I read and I, I just paid attention and I found out that Mike D was going to do a DJ set in Brooklyn. It was like September of 2013. And... Um, or maybe it was 2012. And I, um, it was 2012. And I told my wife, I'm like, I'm going up to Brooklyn. It's on Sunday night. I have, I have work the next day, but I'm going to do this. I'm going to go up. 
and with the sole purpose of meeting Mike D so he can sign my Rod Carew painting. That was so specific. <laughs> so and, good. It's and so it's a good. long story, but that's exactly what happened. Like I walked up, I walked up to him and he was doing a DJ set and it was at a food, a food tasting. It was like a food convention. It was uh, where they have the Brooklyn flea market and it was at night and nobody cared that Mike D was there except for me and about five other people, all of which were the people responsible for MCA day. And that's how I got involved with MCA day. Cause awesome. I looked to my left and Mike Kearney from MCA day was standing next to me. And I knew who he was because I missed the original MCA day in union square, but I recognized his hat. It said MCA day. And I'm like, yo, I, I know who you are. I said, I'm so sorry. I missed your, your event. And, and I pulled out my painting. He goes, I know who you are. I saw this online. Dick. And, and then we were all standing there. It was a 25 or 30 minutes DJ set. And there was a security guard. And he's like, when he's done, he's probably going to go to the little green room tent that they have set up. But you guys are good right here. And I was so surprised that the security people were cool about everything. And instead, Mike D finished the DJ set and he walked directly over to us. And he's like, what's up, guys? And nobody, there was maybe five or six of us that cared and everyone else was in line to get food. Yeah. And, and he signed it and I, I, and we all got pictures and we all exchanged phone numbers and everything. It was great. And I, I, I remember I had given myself the whole night to, to accomplish this and I had it accomplished in the first 20 minutes I was there. And I, and I, it, I was, again, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is something I'm on to now. So I started making more art that was connected to hip hop and then I would meet the people who had said my favorite lines of all time. And if I was really lucky, they would not only sign my work, they would write the line. They would write the lyric on the piece, making it sort of like a collaboration. So Sick. I have these pieces now, um, some of my favorite pieces of all time, where the artist, uh, the hip hop artist will write my favorite lyrics on the piece. So and, fucking cool. Yeah, it's, it's been amazing. and I. That's how I met Chuck D and Chuck D has, has been a friend of mine. Like he's just, uh, he's, he empowers me all the time. He, he, he introduced me to LL Cool J once and he, he's given me all Dude, there's so many pictures I've seen you. Like you would like method man, you would fucking rock him. You would rock him, right? You would fucking master ace. You yeah. would. Yep. I'm like, yo, this is fucking good. Big Daddy Kane. I'm like, yeah. Ice T. I'm like, that's yeah. fucking so cool. Yeah, there, there's, there's really this, the, the shorter list is the people that I haven't been able to meet. That I've, I've basically met everybody I wanted to meet. It's been, it's been uh, amazing. And I will say, there's no, not one of the people that I've met have not been cool. They've all been great. Isn't they've that been awesome? Really accommodating. They've been, they've been. Sometimes they're like, they, they let me hang out for a while. Um, Rakim is like one of the coolest guys you'll ever meet. He's just, he's not in any hurry. He doesn't make you leave. He, you can kind of hang out as long as you want. Um, it's, it's, it's cool. It's, it's awesome when, yeah. when people that you look up to or you respect what they do or grew up listening or watching what they did or whatever, and you finally meet them and they're not an asshole. Yeah. I mean, I was told many times, like, don't meet your heroes, don't meet your heroes. but I mean, Chuck D is, is my hero. <laughs> he's been, he's been amazing. Every time I think it couldn't get cooler, he's, he's, he calls me sometimes and he'll be like, Hey, like, uh, I'll be in town. Like, and, uh, he, there's a long story of this one time I went to, um, 
I went to see him in DC. And when I got there to see him, he wasn't well, he, he had food poisoning. And so I, he went to the event and I was next to him the whole time because he, I, he was going to throw up. Like he was really sick. And, um, I tried to take care of him, you know, so, cause I didn't want people bothering him. I knew he wasn't feeling well. And I kind of took it on as my role to like, times be like a little buffer between him and the, uh, the, the people that were wanting something from him. So he did the event and then he goes back to the hotel. And then when I, the next time I saw him, he introduced me, he's like, Hey, this is Andy Katz. He saved my life. Oh shit. That's so <laughs> awesome. Which is ridiculous, of course. Yeah, it's but absolutely it's, ridiculous, but it's great. Yeah, it was really great. I mean, yeah. he's awesome. And uh, he's given me so many cool opportunities. Um, he shouts me out on Twitter occasionally. Um, one of the most surreal moments was when I was at the Kennedy Center and we were at a, um, there was a um, Vicky Toback's book called Contact High came out. It was all these amazing hip hop photos. So the panel of people that were there were, hip-hop photographers. So uh, it was um, Ernie Panicoli, it was uh, Jeanette Beckman, um, Danny Hastings. Um, the guy, I forget his name, I think it's Byron. He took the picture of, um, of Biggie with the crown on his head. Yeah. Um, and then Chuck was there. Uh, he was also there. And Fab Five Freddy was there. It was amazing. So when we got there, um, Chuck let us come back. So we were hanging out with all the photographers before the, 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 the panel uh, show. Right. And I'll never forget, I brought Chuck, because Chuck's a visual artist too. I brought him some art supplies that I really like to use. And I said, hey, you might want to try these. And he's like, hey, he calls me AK. He's like, AK, he goes, you're going to have to show me. You show me what you mean. So I did this little art demonstration in the in the bowels of the Kennedy Center for Chuck D. Like That's I had a piece cool. of paper and I'm showing him how to use this watercolor pencil and this brush. And I'm like, what's going on? Here? Yeah, that's a, that's like an oh shit, how the hell did I get here type yeah, moment? Yeah, and that's it's awesome that so many people would yeah. die to have that opportunity. He's so gracious too, because he'll there's a there's a, uh, a an artist who we both admire. Uh, his name's Greg Krendler, and he does um, these hyper realistic uh, portraits of um, former baseball players, vintage. Um, they look like vintage photographs, Okay, just incredible oil paintings. And so Chuck, one night he introduced me to him on a group Twitter chat. He's like, Andy, meet Greg, Greg, meet AK. And like, we had this conversation for an hour about art. Well, next thing you know, Chuck's shouting us both out on Twitter. He's like, these are my mentors, Greg Krendler and AJ Katz art. And I'm like, that's what How did the, yeah that's fucking awesome yeah it's it's really un, unbelievable he yeah he uh, for two years he um he tasked me with doing the public enemy uh website i actually was in control of the website for two years wow uh, it, it's no longer around i don't know what that says about me but um <laughs> but i i uh it was pretty i took it really seriously i'm like this of is course. Enemy, you know like yeah so Awesome. I, I, I could talk for a long time about my art and all the experiences I've had with them. Um, well, you do, you do have prints for sale and you do have yeah. things up on your website, but now you, you shout it out. I don't want to fuck it up. I know so you're my, AJ cats art on Instagram and Twitter. I'm AJ cats art, AJ K A T Z art on Instagram. And then my website is catsart.com. So K A T Z A R T.com. There you go. And, um, 
Yeah, man. I, I, it's funny. I actually got, um, I got booted off of Twitter, um, about six months ago. Why? What'd you, what'd you do AJ? Yeah. I, I was sharing music. (laughs) Oh God. That's, I got the, uh, I got the boot. Like they, I, I was suspended indefinitely. So I, you know, I, you can start another account, which yeah. I did. So I went from uh, a bunch of followers to not that many. Um, yeah. And why am I bringing that up? Um, I, I guess know. because I, 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 my whole, my whole, I'm not a big fan and you and I probably agree on a lot of this, not a big fan of social media, No. Um, but being an artist and with Delta Bravo, if I can bring it full circle back to Delta Bravo, I made a promise to myself a long time ago. I was going to just be positive on social media. So it's kind of ironic that I got kicked off because I wasn't doing anything bad. Doing anything bad? No, but but I I, I steer clear of um, three things: no politics, no religion, and no negativity. And it's right. hard to do it's, that. It's hard. But and and people I know they don't follow those rules, and I I bite my tongue a lot, but. The reason I bring this up is that I love social media for what we're doing with it. We're using it for um, to share this this thing we care about. To sh- yeah. I'm using it to share my artwork. Um, I I, fe- I would feel really strange now if I finished a painting or a drawing or a piece of art and I couldn't share it with larger amounts of people. Right. And I I do like social media for that reason, and I right. I'm really glad that you know you and I are connected that way, and that we're sure. part of this community of and it's like this and and like the whole like the 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 it sounds stupid but like the whole the the bright spot for me besides listen i love doing this right here yeah doing the podcast creating the flyers for the podcast i love doing that Mm -hmm. i love doing all the delta bravo stuff i love posting the flyer. I love posting the mashes. Yep. All of the other stuff about social media. Yeah. I hate. Yeah. I hate it. I. I just don't care. It's yeah. like That's it's, I, I brought it up. I don't I care mean. which way you lean. Either way you lean, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. I look at it like this, and this is just me speaking, and I'll stop my little rant about it. (laughs) I am only one person out of how many literal billions of people are on all platforms of social media. I'm one person. I don't have an ego big enough to think that the whole planet gives a shit about my opinion on something that doesn't matter at the end of the day. Right. I, it drives me nuts. The bickering, the this, the that. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't care. I don't. I don't want to know what my. I can care less what my porno name is uh, if it's the last thing I ate and the color of my shirt. Like, who does these? Are you seven? Like, I, I, I'm a father. I, I have a job. Like, stop it. Just yeah. And the only reason stop. I brought it up is I know, I know you're a bit of a crossroads with it. Um, and I, I, uh, I wanted to point out that how much I, I love what you're doing and what I've seen is, right. is the, is the good stuff. It's the, it's Delta Bravo. It's, it's, um, yeah. it's, it's your love of uh, horror movies. And, and uh, what, what kind of music would you classify your love of it's, is it. I have very eclectic, 
Well, I have a very eclectic taste, dude. I mean, but a lot of the people you interview are there. Well, it started like this whole thing started out. I was going to promote a a hardcore show Mm -hmm. in Brooklyn and that never happened. And we just basically started doing that, doing this to promote that and get some of the band members that were potentially going to play that. So we we started this thing as a a tool to promote a, a weekend show. And that never happened. And it was me and two other people in the beginning. And the three of us were maybe episode 20 something, maybe 30 something. And then episode 50 was the last episode. The episode 50 was the last one of myself and this kid, John. And then from 50 on to this, this is 225, not including the mini episodes. I've got about 35 mini episodes, which anything under around a half hour or less is a mini episode like 30 something of those has all been me. Yeah. You know, so I, I, so, so right there speaks a lot that I love to do this. I don't make money off of this. I don't make money from my sponsors. Like I have a job, dude. You know what I mean? I worked today. I ran home. I took a shower and I started this, you know what I mean? This is what I've been doing since I came home from work. I enjoy doing this. Yeah. It's all the other stuff. I will say right now, I mean, people, I did post it on Facebook, but what I will do now, I never say never. What I'm going to do, I am going to go on a little hiatus with the podcast. I am, like I said, I love doing it. I just feel like there's a part of me that wants to get off of my phone a little bit. Yes, sir. There's a part of me that is a little burnt out from it, not from doing this per se. It's the, everything else that surrounds it that I'm a little burnt out from. Um, when I do come back and I'm sure in what, maybe I'll like revamp the podcast into something different. It'll probably have the same name. I don't know. This is all just as I'm talking, I'm just saying all this. I'm not really putting any thoughts what I'm saying right now, but Is it over? I'm not going to say that. You know what I mean? I still have a few more episodes, um, but is it over? I'm not going to say that. Is it dead? I'm not going to say that. Will I, for the most part, be off of Facebook? Probably. But I have a dilemma. I run the Delta Bravo Instagram page. That was what I thought of right away. When you- of course. You don't think I thought of this? this I go to sleep thinking about this shit, bro. I'm, I think I'm going to see now. There used to be a way that you can join Facebook as a page. You can't do that to my understanding now. What I was going to do, if you were still able to do that, is just kind of get rid of the current Delta Bravo New York City group and start a new Facebook page under that and that would be my page. Mm-hmm. And that's how I would be able to get into the other groups in order to take everyone's stuff and then post it to the Instagram. Right. Because without a Facebook page, I cannot access the group page because it's a private group you need to get let in. So I can't do that. So that's the pickle I'm in as far as Facebook. Is concerned. Okay. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. But I'm not gonna 
Listen, if I need to be on Facebook in some certain capacity in order to access the Delta Bravo group, in order to promote it, I guess promote it or share it onto the Instagram, then that's what it's something I'm going to have to do. Right. But I'm going to be, oh, I, I, I was never a fan of Twitter. I don't really have any interaction there. My Twitters will be gone. You know, uh, it's whatever. I don't run the Delta Bravo Twitter. So if the podcast is going on hiatus, I don't really need Twitter, like I said. But is it dead? Eh, I'm not going to say that. You know, um, never count me out, basically, um, because I feel like it sounds a little pretentious, but I do have a creative thing about me. Like, sure. The Photoshop and the flyers and the this yeah. and the that. Like, I enjoy doing that. So I look forward to, like, like, I have a few days now to do your flyer. Like I'll probably start it tonight and I'll work on it tomorrow. And then Wednesday, it'll probably be done by Wednesday night or whatever. Cause I need to have that flyer done by noon this Friday because that's right. when it drops. So right. there's a creative thing that I'm, I'm going to need to fucking fulfill. The Delta Bravo mashing does that too. I enjoy putting that and lining it up and you know, oh, yeah. I enjoy doing that. So the podcast will go on hiatus for a little while. I won't be on social media as much. Like my personal page, like that's a dead issue. You know, like a lot of stuff is going away. Just to basically try to be off my phone a little bit more. That's a good idea. I you think know, that's healthy, man. That's good. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely healthy. Like I said, I've been going every single week for just about four years of doing the podcast. There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. This is the part that I enjoy the most. This is doing the flies. Everything else, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. So I don't do this for money. I don't do it for, for anything but the love of it. So I feel like I'm getting a little drained a little bit. I'm not tired of it. I'm tired of everything else that surrounds it. I think I just need a little bit of a break. That sounds good. Yeah. That's that all. Right. Whether it's a month, six months a year when the podcast will come back i don't know yet i'm not going to say any of that yeah hopefully you'll just something will inspire you to do it again and then something will I'm, I'm, i get inspired by doing shit all the time so mm -hmm. something like it's not like i'm going away i'll be around you know what i mean it's just yeah. on a different capacity maybe just a little bit less low-key a little more low-key i should say but yeah this was fun dude yeah, man, it was. I, I love it. I'll be I can bullshit for three more hours about this shit. <laughs> yeah. And we'll we'll do it again. I mean a hundred percent. I think uh maybe that's the next thing too, or like little like shorter episodes about like recent hits or something like that. Well, I will bring this up because this was discussed amongst myself and you mm -hmm. and Danny Boy, because mm -hmm. we went right to the CEO first and he gave it a green light. Mm-hmm. That we were going to start, it might not be weekly. I think it would be overkill if it was weekly. Yeah. Um, but to start a Delta Bravo Urban Exploration Team podcast yeah, of man. sorts. And you already, in, in a lot of ways, you already have. I, I feel like... Uh, Delta Bravo Radio, bitches. <laughs> yeah, you've, you've laid the groundwork. And I, I know... Um, it was a uh, you've had um Nako on and Randy Shinovsky and, and yo Randy Shinovsky was fucking so cool to talk to man yeah and it's we're all I I, I admire all of these guys just me seeing too. what they've done they all inspire me and same here um there's no shortage of interesting people to have on a podcast 
And I think if you if you throw in visuals or if you um, if, if, if you maybe shorten things up and sure. have them talk about like a recent thing that they haven't talked about before, uh, it'll keep us all going. It'll keep us all um, looking for new things to do. Sure. But it, I think it's just one more way for us to connect as a, as a community. And I, yeah. I would love to be a part of it in any way. Of course. Absolutely. You would be. We already had this discussion. You yeah, definitely yeah. would be, dude. Yeah. And it's, it's like one more last thing before we sign off is all the Delta Bravo guys. It's like I said before, it's, it's a bright spot because there is never any drama. I don't know or care to know what this person's politics are, what this person is into. Like none of that flies within the group. It's all legit positive things, dude. And we all are respectful of each other. We all kind of inspire each other. Like, like I said, Joe will send me a picture like, yo, go mash this. This is a layup. Somebody sent me one of Lenny Bruce walking out of a court for after he was arrested on being a con on stage for cursing or something way back in the day. It's a layup. It's like right there. It's like when I'm in that area, I'm hitting that spot. Like that's yeah, cool. Didn't Joe send you a Rocky brick too? Dude. Hold on. Now, now I got to break the fourth wall. Hold on one second. Yeah, Promote yeah. your website or something. Yeah. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> Dude, this is a brick from the now demolished pet store from the original Rocky, where Rocky bought Cuff and Link and Butkus and met Adrian. Joe Schellinger, being a Delta Bravo Philly guy, had the wherewithal to go there because they demolished it and collected a couple of bricks. I didn't know Joe personally yet at the time. I had just started my collection Mm -hmm. and I asked him if he had any Delta Bravo Philly stickers. He says, absolutely. Give me your address. Give him my address. A few days later, I get this heavy ass box in the mail. I'm like, how many stickers did this maniac send me? I open it. There's a note. There's something wrapped in fucking bubble wrap. And he saw that I hit some Rocky stuff. He knew I was a huge Rocky fan. And I'm paraphrasing. I think I still have the note in my, in my, in the ice box, in my stash box of my extras that I won't give away. Um, Basically saying, I know that you're a huge Rocky Mark and I know that you would appreciate this. So enjoy. And he sent me a brick with a Delta Bravo Philly sticker on it. Yeah. And it sits on my table in my living room. It's amazing. And some people would think, what's wrong with you? It's just a broken brick. Right. But the history attached to this and this and the nostalgia attached to it on a personal level from being a huge Rocky fan, growing up watching that stuff, still watching any of them from wherever they are on TV till the end. This right here is no joke. One of the my favorite things I've ever received from yeah. anybody. It's awesome. Anyone. That's great. This is not for sale. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's great. I'm glad. I'm glad uh, we brought that up because it's um, it's really symbolic of of the community and people yeah. like 
I had never met him. I never met him. And then I met him at, I met up with him and Danny Boy at the All-Star Comic Con. Shout out to Kevin Bednars. He runs that. Yeah. And he needs to do another one. It was awesome. Like, see, Thomas Howell was there. The sax guy from the Lost Boys was there. Like, it was super cool. That was the first time my daughter was there. My daughter met Danny Boy. She was like, she had no idea who he was until later on. There was a DJ set, and of course, they had to play Jump Around. I think Danny Boy was like, I got to get out of here at this point. But I was like, I told my daughter, I was like, do you know whose song this is? She knew the song. Yeah. But I was like, do you know whose song this is? She's like, no. I was like, Danny Boy. She was like, like, really? I was like, yeah, yeah it's Danny Boy. So, um, but, um, so that was the first time I met Joe, and... Before I even shook his hand, he handed me a shirt and it was one of the Delta Bravo Brooklyn typo shirts. It was like, the, it wasn't B-K-L-Y-N. It was like B-L-K-Y-N. Like it was yeah, yeah. And it wasn't my size. It was a large. It doesn't fit me, but it's not the point. It's for the collection. Yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah. I was like, that's fucking awesome. Like, thank you so much. You're like, you didn't have to do that. Like, that's just cool shit. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah one of the things that um, I, I really want to do someday soon is is get out to Tulsa. I need to go there. I haven't been there yet either. I've missed all of that that good stuff, but um, I do I do have a piece of art there which I feel good about. I, I did a Matt Dillon portrait. That's I think awesome. I think it's on the wall there. Somewhere. I bought a brick. No, oh, cool. I got, I got a brick etched. That's nice. that's in the back store, like the back store area. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, buy a customized brick that's part of the outside of his house. And did you show and, did you show your daughter that Leo uh, showed up there the other day? Yes. <laughs> yeah, but I think <laughs> she's weird. I think I think she's weirded out by 40, 50 year old we Leo. That makes you sense. like young Leo? She looks that and she's like she's, she's like she's like I'm scared. I'm like why? Yeah. She's like I don't know if I like it. I'm like what are you talking about? I thought you'd be excited. That's that's the dude from Titanic, and that's Jim Carroll from Bands. She's like yeah. yeah, but I don't know. That's that's the right. I think that's the right thing to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, but I I I do think it's cool how he Danny has. Um, there's just this. He has power since he's a he's a celebrity of sorts. Yeah. And, um, with the thing with Soleil Moon Fry and her movie that she made, and then yeah. Green Day stops by, and and uh, and and Leo, Leo DiCaprio, and you could tell like he had his mask on in the pictures. Yeah. I'm like. He looks like such a regular dude, and yeah, it took. He's me wearing like he's wearing like camouflage. Like he's wearing like it looks like it looks like like swim trunks and like flip flops. And yeah, it's just he a looks baseball like everybody cap. I, everybody I know. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, awesome. and everybody looks tiny next to Danny. So it's just, yeah. Oh yeah, he's giant. I'm six foot, and he's like I'm looking up at him like, yeah. what the fuck is wrong with you up there? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Super sweetheart of a guy. I can't say it enough. Yeah. And um. Yeah, and another thing, if you go to, um, I want to, I don't, I don't want to fuck it up. Um, it is sorry, sorry, I wasn't prepared here. If you go to, if anyone listening, it's Delta Bravo Urban Exploration Team dot dot com. Now that's where you'll find outsiders house museum stuff. You'll find sometimes very limited runs of Delta Bravo stuff. So if you go there, it's in the link in the bio of the Delta Bravo Instagram page as well. Everything that you buy from there gets the proceeds go towards the Outsiders House Museum. So it's not like, you know, it's like this whole big profit thing or whatever. It's going to a good cause. 
And Danny's doing awesome shit out there in Tulsa. And I need to get out there sooner rather than later. Because yeah, I hear nothing but awesome shit about it. So, yeah. yeah. And follow me. It's at The Outsider's House on Instagram as well. Danny runs that. And official Danny Boy O'Connor. AJ Cats Art. And at the Brooklyn Blast Furnace. And especially, well, not especially, but forget about the Blast Furnace one for now. Just follow at Delta Bravo Urbex team. I run that, and that's where you can find all the things that we're talking about in visual form. Awesome. Dude, thank you so much. And we we will reconvene privately with going forward with the other and that would be great let's radio that we might that we were discussing briefly it. a while back yeah let's keep talking that sounds, yeah sounds great to me I would fred, like fred is down to do logos danny gave us the green light i'm down you're i'm sure all of these guys would be down to come on and talk right. so right we'll just have to figure out map and what, what kind of a format and this that and the other thing but we'll make it happen perfect Awesome, dude. All right. Thanks so much, man. This was great. Andy, no problem, man. Anytime. I'm sure we'll be speaking on another podcast sooner rather than later. All right. Hey, man. We'll talk soon. All right. Try to get try to get to um, Adam Yacht Park on on August 7th. Yeah, I should. I should. I mean, I've, I've been there and I, I love going. If you can, you can. I understand life happens, yeah. but give it a shot. Well, there's going to be a bunch of us there. All right. Cool. Awesome. Thanks. We're over here now. <laughs> later, yeah. brother. All right, bye.